5: Recorded live. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Exceptional Scribble Show. I am your host, Sage the Poet, and it gives me great pleasure to come on this platform and panel tonight. And here's why. For this evening, Tuesday, March 14th, year 2017, we are celebrating women's, yes, women's herstory month. And I must say with all the Excitement, all of the gratefulness within my heart. I salute every woman. It doesn't matter what your ethnic background is, it does not matter what your religious orientation or sexual orientation is. What matters is the following. You are much appreciated. And this is the month here in the United States of America that was designated and set aside to acknowledge women. 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 And in particular, I want to say the following there are unsung. Heroines. Yes. Some of them you know personally. Why? It could be you, your aunt, your daughter, your sister, your neighbor, your teacher, your pastor, your mother, your caregiver, and etc. But there are many unsung heroines. Yes, sheroes who have not received their just due in acknowledgement or honor. Well, tonight, tonight, tonight is the night where I am taking out the time. I am saying you are worthy. Yes, you. Yes, I'm talking to you someone with their head hung down, someone that's just not feeling like they are. Well, listen, take it from me, a woman, first and foremost, a woman. I am affirming tonight your worth. And I'm going to say this, and I'm saying it because it's a fact. It's time for you to open your eyes and see who you are. Primary nurturer here in the universe. Woman, you are the one, the womb man, the one who carries the life in your womb. You are the one that goes through the labor pains that precedes the delivery of a new comer into the earth. You, you were chosen by the creator. Take your Honorary status quo to heart. Know your worth and own it. Take full ownership. Let no thing, let no thing cause you to believe a lie. You are significant in every sense of the meaning of that word. You are special and you matter. Women, you matter.
6: Without you, the earth, the world would be without
5: much. And I'm going to do something here and now. We have a topic for our show tonight. The topic is Untold Stories of American Superheroines. And what I'm going to do is there's a video and I provided the link on the event page. Those of you who are familiar with um, social media such as Facebook, you are aware of the event page. We announce every week what our topic is and so forth. Well, I want you to hear some excerpts of this documentary entitled "Wonder Women: The Untold Story of American Superheroines." I guarantee women, it will give you the inspiration that you need.
4: What are the consequences for women when they are strong and when they are the central actors? of their own lives. The early Wonder Woman are some of the most feminist stories in comics. When Wonder Woman emerged, women had to step out of the private sphere into the public sphere because we were at war. Women did things they had never done before. They made planes and they the plane, and they became super heroines. But as soon as the war ended, all the guys wanted their jobs back and the women were sent back to the kitchen, and suddenly there was a mass amnesia, and no one remembered that women had ever been strong. With Wonder Woman, you begin to see her adventures turn more to romance. She spent many, many, many years not being a feminist character at all. back, And, of course, when she came back, she came back in the new media, the media of the 70s, which was too late. They did not think that a woman could carry a show. We proved them wrong and made a lot of money for the network, a lot of money. I loved Wonder Woman. I watched that television series. We twirled around and we thought that we might become wonder woman this is for the riot girl in the 90s we were being told that feminism didn't exist right as we found it girls who grew up with wonder woman and charlie's angels through punk rock music and handmade zines are taking the images that we grew up with and dissecting how they've influenced us as women it's about making your own media White down. So it out so
6: Ladies and gentlemen,
5: <clears throat> you have just heard excerpts of a documentary entitled <clears throat> told a Seven. The Untold Stories of American Superhero Wins. I'm hoping that you listened to what was being said and you listened attentively why because super women exist super women are commonly evident in your life as well as in mine many are unsung heroines but they are present And you heard some history. And I'm going to read to you a quote that goes along with that article because it will help shed light on its meaning. And here it is. Listen very closely.
6: And this is the quote.
5: Again, the topic for tonight's show, episode 154 of the Exceptional Scribble Show, is Untold Stories of American Superheroines. Heroes, she wrote. Here's the quote. The quote is by Mary Celeste Kearney. She is an associate professor of media studies at the University of Texas in Austin, Texas. Here's her quote. Wonder Woman hits us right where it counts, offering a nuanced critique of gender and heroism in popular culture, reveals the complicated negotiations girls and women face as we attempt to achieve confidence, strength, and agency in a society often at odds with those goals. Yes and yes. For those of you tuned in, if you visit the chat room, which is simply, if you have the internet, you would go to www.talkshoe.com and then you would type in Our show's ID number, which is 133193, ladies and gentlemen. Once you've done that, you'll be taken to the archive and homepage of the Exceptional Scribble Show. There you will see a purple tab. Click on it. You will be entering in as a guest and join the chat room. You will find links available the link of the documentary entitled Untold Stories of American Superheroines is there. I have shared it in the chat room. Also, a link to the following article. I'm going to read some of the article. The article is entitled, What Does It Mean to Be a Woman? This article is by Kovi Bayacola. I'm sorry, Covey Bayacolo. Covey by a And it reads as follows Growing up, I thought I had a pretty good idea what being a woman meant. All the women around me, or at least the women I looked up to, had a lot in common. They had successful careers, they were married, they were mothers, and they were involved in their communities. Looking back, I don't know how the hell they did it. Some days, I come home and honestly I'm grateful that the only person I really have to cater to is myself. It sounds selfish, but it's true. Yesterday I started my day at 5.30 a.m. After 3.5 hours of sleep and after just managing to get in a workout at 9.30 p.m., I didn't get home till 11 p.m. Most days aren't like this, but then I think of my mother, who, while married and working, obtained all her education to the Ph.D. level and raised five kids. I feel a little put to shame. How do you do it, Mom? I want to know the secret. That is an excerpt from an article entitled, What Does It Mean to be a woman. Ladies and gentlemen, I am so honored tonight because I have a super woman on the call. And again, tonight's topic is Untold Stories of American Super Heroines. I wanna welcome to the call, I see um, we have a caller from South Southern California. Welcome caller from Southern California. And I have a colleague. A super heroine on this call tonight, Dr. Sharonda Forage. <laughs> welcome, Doctor Sharonda. Hey, thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. You're welcome. I tell you. Tonight I'm so thrilled. I am so thrilled to do tonight's show because we are celebrating women's history month. Of course we know March is the national. Um, designated month for Celebrating Women's History. So we're taking out that time tonight. I uh, played a little excerpt from a, dockery, from a documentary entitled Untold Stories of American Superheroines, and then I read an excerpt from an article entitled What Does It Mean to Be a Woman? by Covey by Lowe. So I'm going to ask you, because Dr. Sharonda, you definitely fit the bill as being a superheroine. You have achieved much. You're a formidable woman. And I know that you can speak about what key traits a superheroine or a superwoman possesses. Because I know sometimes people think lesser of themselves than they should, especially our sheroes uh, out there. So can you uh, just first and foremost introduce yourself to our listening audience and share a little about what you do and how uh, being a shero a or superheroine is so important, especially in today's world. Thank you. All
7: right. Well, my name is Dr. Sharonda Oritz. I'm a holistic life coach as well as a spoken word artist. Um, I act a little bit, community organizer. Mm-hmm. I just do a, a plethora of things. But you just hit the the nail on the head when you said about, like, taking care of yourself. That's what it takes. You have to put yourself first. A lot of people, um, especially me too, when I was growing up, I was always taught, and especially as black women, if we do something for ourselves versus do something for others, we're considered selfish. Yes. But but I beg the difference because I say if you don't take care of yourself first, mm. you're selfish.
8: Mm-hmm. That's why
7: when you're on the airplane, you always get the the lecture about when the oxygen mask drop down, mm-hmm. you put it on yourself first before you even put it on your child. Mm. Be, because if you're not around then how are you going to help anybody else? So we have to be able to take care of ourselves. We have to really know our worth. A lot of people, it's a lot of people with money and them made it big, um, women that made it big and stuff and still have endured domestic violence and, you know, toxic relationships. Because yeah. it's not right, it doesn't the thing of it is is that you have to think highly of yourself and know that you're worth it mm. and then the last thing I would say is that you have to make time for yourself and get into a spot that's quiet so you can be directed and listen to what's being told to you mm-hmm. because if you steady stay in drama and you steady. Is, you know, back and forth and putting out fires, you would never complete your purpose fully. Now, you may p- do some things and check something off the list
1: mm-hmm.
7: periodically, but in order to really be able to live out your purpose, you have to think highly of yourself. You have to know what your purpose is, because if you know what your purpose is, then that's where your time is being consumed versus trying to find out your purpose.
5: Mm, oh my, you said a lot,
7: Doctor Samas. <laughs> I tell you, this is wise
5: counsel and you're not charging anyone. Then <laughs> I have to say to you, thank you so much. This is good medicine for all, especially for the female population, and thank you for the way you came in and the air. Um, can you also give your uh business? contact information for our listeners as well.
7: Oh yeah, so um, my business is Loving Spirit Holistic Services, LLC. Mm -hmm. Um, I could be reached on Facebook, Twitter, all that. I'm just going to spell my name out for you. S-H-E-R-O-N-D-A O-R-R-I-D-G-E I am in the final stages of redoing my website. So but if people just Google that, you will find everything will pop up, and then you can look at the different things you know that that interest you. Because I do, like I said, I do a lot of things. I'm also a doula, you know. I do catering. So mm. if you just type in Sharonda Orich, everything should pop up.
5: Awesome, awesome! Thanks so much, Doctor Sharonda. Thank you for calling in tonight. Thank you for the valuable input that you shared i know that our listening audience will definitely apply it because it's definitely uh significant and relevant
7: well and i do want to say say something else um <clears throat> i just lost my first father um february the 23rd and so when i say first father this is the man that i believe to be my father Um, for the first 12 years of my life before I found out um, who my biological father was. And he was around as well. Um, One of the things that I admire about, like, my mom's generation that I seem to see is that (laughs) men really stepped up, even if they felt like the child wasn't theirs. And, you know, my, my real father, my mom had told him, she didn't want him to say anything about it. So he could have just faded into the background and didn't have to claim me or anything, didn't have to spend anything on me, but he didn't want to do that. And so when I finally came around to to locating my first father, which was three years ago, um, yeah. I had just called him and said, you know, I just wanted to, to um, thank you You know, for the time you were in my life, and I found out that he didn't know that um, I didn't know about him not being my father until I was 12 because he found out when I was seven. Now, one of the things I can give homage to my mom about is that when they took him to court, um, she told the judge, well, that's not his child because she did not want him to be responsible for paying child support. Wow. Wow. And so and so when we got reconnected, I got a chance to, um, you know, hang out with him and stuff. He came to my family reunion. He spent um, two weeks in my home. He um, came in May for my um, great auntie's 75th birthday, and then he came for Thanksgiving. And so I had a chance. I had three years to reconnect with him. He um, reconnected with his um, two biological children as well. And so it was kind of surprised when um, <clears throat> his daughter had messaged me and, and said that you know that he had passed away and everything. And I was really upset, um, you know, for me. But at the same time, I just thanked the Creator because I did not even have to have that time. Right. Right. Wow. Yeah, and we just came from his. Um, we just came back from Chicago. Yesterday, we had a um, home-going dinner for him, and it was wonderful. I got a chance to meet um, a lot of my cousins. And, and and I'll tell you, you know, like, I did not feel like I wasn't supposed to be there. That family mm-hmm. really had embraced me, you know, even from when – because he was a, um, a janitor at a, a charter school, mm-hmm. you know, and then um, – all his um coworkers came and they was like asking to see me as well because he had, you know, showed people my book and everything like that. So I just want to put that out in the atmosphere because I really miss him. Something terrible.
5: Us. Oh, may he rest in peace. And we definitely give honor to him for being that patriarch figure in your life and for all the wonderful things he did, we know that that truly served its purpose and had a lot to do with you being who you are today.
7: And absolutely,
5: we honor and acknowledge him on those terms. We do um, want to acknowledge. We have a caller from Southern California, and we'll be right back to Dr. Sharonda. Uh, welcome, caller from Southern California. Welcome. Call it from Southern California. Call it from California. Welcome.
3: Well, I'm sorry about that. I was on mute. I
5: oh no problem. Up. Please give your name. This is uh,
3: Kevin Smith.
5: Oh, okay. Um, welcome. It's been some time since uh, we've had opportunity to speak. Um, a prosperous. 2017 to you, because I believe the last time we spoke it had to have been uh, last year. Uh, Mm -hmm. Can you just kind of tag on um, with what's already been said? We're just acknowledging that sheroes and superheroines are among us, and a lot of times they are unsung, and we're just taking out the time to sing their praises or to pay tribute to them. Do you happen to have a special um, woman whom you would like to pay tribute to at this time? Um, It doesn't matter whether it's someone who's transitioned, who's now our ancestor, or someone who's still with us on this side. Um, Oh, yeah,
3: absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Well, um, my hero or my hero Mm -hmm. in, in life really, is Um Octavia Butler, and mm. um, the, the reason and, and the reason behind that was when I was first discovering that um I could write or actually come up with um you know creative stories or, or what or short stories or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, I was doing some research on the genres that I wanted to you know explore because I I thought that you know I wanted to be you know more direct with it, so I'll choose just choose one, and if I put all my effort and energy on just one, and then, you know, I'll master and perfect that, but I decided right. to go away from that. I decided to go away from that, but anyhow, anyway, um, I was listening. I, I love sci-fi, so I thought I, that I could write it, so I went to find the, the dopest sci-fi author that I could identify with, mm-hmm. and it happened to be, and it happened to be at the time, the... Um, uh, Octavia Butler, and then I had the first book of hers that I had actually got
6: was
3: Clay's Art. And um, I read that from cover to cover the first time that I, that I um, got it. I read it from cover to cover. So um, I went to YouTube and was looking, looking at a couple of her interviews mm-hmm. where she talked about why she got into writing. Cause she had watched.
6: Um, TV show and okay. she thought she can make, she could
3: write it better, so mm. she, you know, and she started to detail, you know, um, how you can not actually exist in normal life as in, in I mean, normal life incorporates your writer's lifestyle because she, right. detailed her day back when she was, um, writing her first book, which was, you know, she'll get up at early in the morning to do her cleaning and her early morning tasks so she'll have the, the later morning to write before she goes to work. And then she'll work all day and then she'll come back and do her nighttime cleaning and cooking and then she'll work mm-hmm. until, you know, work on writing. So she fit, she had a schedule and that's where I really learned about scheduling, you know,
1: mm. like
3: having everything planned out, having everything planned out. You know, there's a time to write. Mm-hmm. write in that time, you know, and mm-hmm. then I'm not saying that you, away from the book that she had. Like you don't step away from the book. You always take your notes. You know when you're thinking, you are taking notes from your book. But when it's writing time, you write in that time. So, um, you know, you find different ways to challenge yourself. Which I learned also from doing it, from getting uh, multiple or looking at multiple videos of hers. Which because she was sorry when I discovered her, she had already transitioned, and um, and I just you know, start just inhaling her books and but but the the thing was not to become a carbon copy, but rather mm-hmm. writing my own voice but with the same passion
1: mm-hmm. that she
3: had. And then, you know, doing my discovery that's where I uh, I figured out what the secret behind her fire
5: was. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. And um because you gave the name Octavia, Octavia E. Butler, I just want to share some bio info for our listening audience. And I want to say to you, thank you so much for um, paying tribute to a literary artist, a renown, as a writer. Um, Octavia Estelle Butler, I'm sorry, Butler, often referred to as the great Dame of sci-fi or science fiction, was born in Pasadena, California, on June 22nd, 1947. She received an Associate of Arts degree in 1968 from Pasadena Community College and also attended California State University in Los Angeles and the University of California, Los Angeles. During 1969 and 1970, she studied at the Screenwriters Guild Open Door Program and the Clarion Science Fiction Writers' Workshop, where she took a class with science fiction master Harlan Ellison, who later became her mentor, and which led to Butler selling her first science fiction stories. Butler's first story, entitled Crossover, was published in the 1971 Clarion Anthology. Patternmaster, her first novel, And the first title of her five-volume patternist series was published in 1976, followed by Mind of My Mind in 1977. Others in the series include Survivor, 1978, Wild Seed, 1980, which won the James Tiptree Award in Clay's, and Clay's Art, which was published in 1984. With the publication of Kindred in 1979, Butler was able to support herself writing full time. She won the Hugo Award in 1984 for her short story, Speech Sounds. And in 1985, Butler's novelette, Bloodshot, won a Hugo Award, a Nebula Award, the Locust Award, and an award for best novelette from *Science Fiction Chronicle*. Other books by Octavia E. Butler include *The Xynogenesis Trilogy*, *Dawn* (1987), <clears throat> *Adulthood Rights* (1988), and Emma Jo (1989), and a short story collection. Bloodchild, and Other Stories, 1995. Parable of the Sower, 1993. The first of her Earthseed series was a finalist for the Nebula Award as well as a New York Times Notable Book of the Year. The book sequel, Parable of the Talents, 1998 won a Nebula Award. In 1995, Butler was awarded a prestigious MacArthur Foundation Fellowship. She has a whole slew of other awards. This woman definitely is a superheroine and an African-American legend, ladies and gentlemen. Let us not forget that. Name or her achievements, Octavia E. Butler, an American science fiction writer. She is now our uh, ancestor. She transist- transitioned on February 24th, year 2006, and at this time, we're just having a moment of silence, acknowledging the life, the legend, Octavia Octavia Estelle Butler. And at this time, we're going to return back to Larry Smith. I want for him to share a little about his position as an artist, what he does, um, a little about his profession, his career. um, If he has some projects that are newly launched, We need to have those projects uh, mentioned of. I do want people to know how to contact you uh, post tonight's show as well as um, how they can correspond you if they'd like to book you to have you to do an event or speaking engagement. Okay? So I'm handing the mic back to you, and then afterwards we're going to return to Dr. Sharonda Orridge. Oh, no,
3: that's on me? Yes.
5: The mic. Oh, i sorry.
3: Oh, your hands.
5: <laughs> and did I say your name co- correct? Oh, yeah,
3: I thought, no, it's Kevin.
5: <laughs> I'm sorry, Kevin Smith. Okay, I thought so. I'm like, wait a minute. Okay, well, Kevin Smith, mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen, and Kevin, the mic is in your hands.
3: Well, the um, best way to get me is uh, Facebook under Kevin Smith. Um. But I'll post some 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 links into the uh, event room. Right. Uh, currently right now I just um published an
6: ebook. Short story, I'm trying to remember short it. story what it it's called, uh oh, God.
3: Sorry, bouillon. Sorry. Booyah. I just um post that it's in the iBooks. It's in the oh. iBooks. Uh, and this is an e book. It's an e. I'm an sorry, e-book. it's an e
5: book format as well.
3: It's an it's e book format because it's really a, a special edition one that I'm doing myself. I'm kind of special this day because I think I'm doing a big thing. But anyway, um, it's a what I did was I I have it in print already. Right. But I took it out of print. I took it out of print,
6: mm-hmm.
3: and I added some special stuff for it. For the ebook run, so it's only an ebook right now. Oh, okay. But it has it has new parts. It has new parts, new sections. Um, it's getting um, it's, it's Just it's a little bit better than it was in print. I, so that's why I took it out of print and only giving it the ebook run right now.
5: And I think um, I'm glad you shared that because as a writer myself, I find that. I'm talking with other writers, collaborating with other literary artists, and they're saying the same thing you said: that they had a book, it was published, and what they decided to do after having reviewed it and deliberated about some of the detail of the book, they decided to remaster it or reformat it, um, re-edit, revise it. There's nothing wrong with revisiting your work, ladies and gentlemen, and saying to yourself, you know what, wait a minute, I did not do everything just the way I know in my mind I would like for it to be illustrated. I want to take it back. I want to revamp it. I want to then put it out there, and it will be a new edition." There's nothing wrong with that. I don't know why or who it is that has some of us Artists believing that if we take something and pull it off the shelf and then uh, renovate, remodel, rewrite it, reinvent it, and put it back out there, that people aren't going to give it even more respect. The fact being that we took out the time and said, you know what, I want to master something. I want to make this a masterpiece. I'm going to give a little more time to this, and then I'm going to put it back out there. So I want to commend you. I want to commend you, Mr. Smith, uh, Kevin Smith, on doing just that, because a lot of times we don't always take that next step when we're trying to master our craft as writers. And and because we are not willing, um, we can deprive ourselves of, a glorious end product. So best of success with the um, second edition of your work, and I think that's awesome to reformat it and have it in ebook format because you know you're keeping in with the times. This is the digital era now. Um, also, yes. audio books. I want to put that out there to anyone. Maybe your first print of your work was paper back. Well. Think and consider this. Audio. This is the generation a lot of people are downloading. Um, If you can get it in audio format, you might reach that audience or population and group that you didn't reach the first time when you only had it available in paperback. And definitely, by all means, anyone that has a work that's published, you definitely want to have an e-book format available too. Keep in with the times, and you'll never be behind the times. Um, Larry Smith, I'm going to hand the mic back to you so you can finish sharing contact information and update us even about your calendar of events. Thank you.
3: Okay. Well, a, a little quick sidebar on the um, – okay. Okay, quick sidebar about that is um, back when I was learning how to uh, – not learning how to discover, right? Uh, I, had the, I had the privilege of talking to someone that submitted poetry for um, magazines like um, Ebony Essence, you know, and things like that. And he was making, when submitting his poetry, he was getting 10 grand a month. And at the time, you know, I was look, had different things and I was just looking at it and he was making it like that. So he said, basically, the secret to making it 10 grand a month is to always go back and edit. I don't care if you think that it's complete, you think you can't even know more, in three months, when you look back at that, you're going to say, oh, I could have did that part better. And you doing that action right there is going to be the, the deciding factor. Mm. You, Ten grand making? a
5: month. Hey, that's sweet. <laughs> <laughs> for a poet. Oh, my, you're talking about some real – that's, that's a, some good profit right there. Thanks for sharing yes. that.
3: Oh, yeah, I definitely. It was it was my pleasure. because. Yeah, Manhattan, he stayed in Manhattan, so he got an apartment in Manhattan. and mm-hmm. you know how he pays for it? Mm-hmm. You know, it can happen. Being, uh, being mm-hmm. an uh, artist, it can happen. It just depends on your drive, your work, and your dedication. But at the same time, I'm here because, you know, the support is going to be here, and she always gives
8: jewels
6: <laughs> on the um, for
3: eight. writers and authors and, and everything. You can always, as an author, you are always getting educated by other people. If you think you can't learn anything from anybody, you're in the wrong profession. Because somebody is always, as writers, we're always quiet because, well, first and foremost, we're writers, so we're observing everybody. But sometimes some people have valuable information that they're dropping indefinitely. I come back to this show periodically because y'all drop valuable jewels here.
5: Yeah. Oh, well, we're very glad to get that feedback. I know Queen Zapora would be honored to hear it. she's always Uh, She's always in the library. That's why I call her the librarian. That woman is always referencing, reading, researching. So I know she's got some goods for us tonight. She'll be joining us at 9 p.m. for the free Publishing Tips Hour. So anyone that's now tuned in, just, you know, hold on tight. She'll be with us shortly. Um, Kevin Smith. Do you have any projects um that I'm sorry, are you scheduled to do any events forthcoming for the month of March and April? If so, feel free now to use this space to make those uh announcements uh
3: no events because i'm not I'm on a different focus but sorry. right right now, what I do have going on is I'm trying to get on board onto
6: a uh, crew for a movie shoot in the fall of this year. And
3: yeah. I have more details. I can't really talk about it, but I have more details later. And I'm not it's not my script, but right. I'm going to help with script writing. So I'm going to help write the script. So Hopefully, I can get into that position right there, and you know, it's some big, it's some big names on there. And uh, aside from that, I do um, I'm a social media marketer for um, Urban Republic, and uh, I take care of their uh, promotions and marketing. So if y'all friends with me and y'all see a lot of Urban Republic on my timeline, that's because you know I handle some of their. Um, social media duties for them. If anybody's familiar with social media managing,
8: mm-hmm. you know,
3: through promotion and marketing, you know, they teach it at Harvard now. So it's a big thing. So if y'all looking, if y'all don't have any, any goals or any drive, if y'all don't know what y'all's skill is right now, and y'all on that, that telephone, on Facebook all day long, because that's how we find out about the Inception of the Purple Show, if you're on Facebook all day long, you can go you know, to a social media
5: managing class and there you go. You got a whole career right there. I hear you. I hear you. Thank you as well for the um, the uh, shout out. Of course, to the exceptional School Show. That is something we appreciate. We always hope that people are spreading the word about us because we don't plan on leaving. You know, we plan on continuing what we're doing. We're we are expanding. We're in process of expanding. We're going to have a live. Um, actual show that will be a video show, and we'll have a YouTube channel for that as well. So that's something that is up and coming. I will keep everyone in the loop as for how we're making progress with that project. And it's just going to be a spinoff from the radio show. We're not giving up or ending the radio show. We're going to keep having that on Tuesdays, but we'll also have the live video show that will be twice a month as opposed to every week. And the live video show will come to you live on location here in the city of Philadelphia. Yes, Philly. Um, And we'll have artists every week. We're going to have a special guest artist in the spotlight. Um, We'll have artists who are literary artists, some lyricists as well as some uh, being the ones who are scribes, who write poetry or write novels and so forth. Um, And we'll have some artists of other disciplines and mediums as well. We're going to have some painters on. And what's key is every artist is going to be an artist who is dedicated and committed to their craft, true to their craft. So you're going to get some really good information from these artists. They're going to pour out heart and soul and inform and fill you in about things that you need to know about the specific uh, art form that they uh, create and produce. So, again, I want to say to everyone, thanks, um, as always, for your support of our show. We are moving and we're expanding. Also, we're going to have – I'm going to read now. There's this poem. Entitled Phenomenal Woman, and a lot of people just really, really admire this work. It's uh by the late uh Dr. Maya Angelo, whom now is our ancestor and um I'm going to read this poem and pay tribute to her but to every woman because there's so many of you out there super women um super heroines. I want you to know that you are much appreciated for what you do and also to encourage you to never stop, never stop. Uh, This is the poem, Phenomenal Woman by Maya Angelou. Pretty woman wonder where my secret lies. I'm not cute or built to suit a fashion model size. But when I start to tell them, they think I'm telling lies. I say, it's in the reach of my arms, the span of my hips, the stride of my step, the curl of my lips. I'm a woman, phenomenally, phenomenal woman, that's me. I walk into a room just as cool as you please. And to a man, the fellows stand or fall down on their knees. Then they swarm around me, a hive of honeybees. I say, it's the fire in my eyes and the flash of my teeth, the swing of my waist and the joy in my feet. I'm a woman, phenomenally, phenomenal woman, that's me. Men themselves have wondered what they see in me. They try so much, but they can't touch my inner mystery. When I try to show them, they say they still can't see. I say, it's in the arch of my back. The sun of my smile, the ride of my breath, the grace of my style. I'm a woman, phenomenally. Phenomenal woman, that's me. Now, you understand just why my head's not bowed. I don't shout or jump about or have to talk real loud. When you see me passing, it ought to make you proud. I say, it's in the click of my heels, the bend of my hair, the palm of my hands, the need for my care. Because I'm a woman. Phenomenally, phenomenal woman, that's me. And again, that is Phenomenal Woman, a poem by the late Dr. Maya Angelou. Peace, blessings, good health to all. We have a caller. I want to welcome to the call this evening. Welcome, Maneka Blanco.
6: Welcome to the
5: call, Manneka Blanco. Okay, it looks like we are having a little disconnect. Manneka's still with us, shown in the call queue, but apparently she's not able to talk at the moment. So we'll hear back from Manneka shortly, but in the meantime, we're preparing, we'll be transitioning to the free Publishing Tips Hour, but as we are closing this hour, I'm going to play a song. This song is entitled Superwoman by Alicia Keys. And I love the fact that Alicia Keys took out the time as a musician and recording artist to pay tribute to the super women, superheroines, the sheroes. Among us, because truly, there are many, there are so many that are unsung. Some of us, we walk by them every day. Some of us, we even neglect them. God help us. Um, But they deserve our praise. And with that being said, here's the song entitled Superwoman. Yes, 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 stupid woman. That's who we should be. Ladies, 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 there is a need today in society for super women. Now's the time. If you never made a pledge to say, you know what, no more excuses. This is a final call, and I'm saying I answer to it. I will be a superwoman. Now is the time to take that stand. Why? Because you need it. Society needs you. Ladies, time to raise up. Time to rise up. Be a superwoman. Be a shero. Be a superheroine. Why? Because our youth need us. And our adults need us. Our elderly need us. The world needs us. So let's do this. All right. With that being said, I'm just welcoming to the call uh, Queen Zapora is on the call tonight, my co host of the Exceptional Skibble Show. Welcome, Queen Zapora. Thank you,
0: Queen Fran. I'm back.
5: Yes. Welcome back, Queen Zapora. You had a nice vacation, Queen. Yes, I did. <laughs> I'm sure you did, and you were well missed. We have some callers on the line, like um, we have a king on the call by the name of Kevin Smith. It's been a while since, you know, he was able to call us, but he's been busy. He's been busy on the grind, uh, working on some exceptional uh, literary pieces, masterpieces, might I add, and so I'm going to let him speak to you now because um, he's been waiting for this segment of the show, and um, it's 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 good that you called in when you did. Welcome back, Kevin Smith.
6: Yeah, you called
5: me. <laughs>
6: I
3: was just going to listen because I just wanted to see what she was going to drop, but you
5: <laughs> know. Okay. Um, well. Um, nah,
3: no, that's cool. For... It's cool because I do have questions. I definitely have questions because. <laughs> I missed a lot, and uh, because, like I said, I was stubborn-headed the last time, and I said, you know, maybe I can just go about my way, and support said, you know, maybe you should query first, you know, and I absolutely believe in that now, like, you know, um, maybe we should, because publishing and being independent, you know, um, artists or authors or, or, um, you know, publishers or what have you is – a nice thing, and I, and I don't want to disrespect anybody by calling it a novelty, but, you know, unless we're moving, like, a certain amount of units per month then we're really not sustain our art is really not sustaining us. So um, going ahead and trying
6: to secure a major deal first with your first book, which is your baby because you put all your passion into it, you know,
3: is very, very, very important.
0: Yes, it is, and I
5: agree. Well, well, well. Mm -hmm. I must say, it sounds like um, experience, being the best teacher, sometimes even with all the resources and references and, and referrals made, sometimes we still have to go out there Make mistakes, pounding the pavement, and learn for ourselves what's in our best interest. Really. You know, even with all the advice we gather up, it's nothing like experiencing life, making that mistake, making those wrong turns that teaches us don't do that. Well, that's not your best option. So with that being shared, I'm just going to go right on the head. We have a caller. Welcome, caller from Western Southwest. Welcome.
6: Caller, you're on the
5: line. How
9: are you doing? This is Miss Automatic
5: Arithmetic. All right. Welcome back. Welcome back. It's always an honor to have you. Ladies and gentlemen, in case you don't know who this is, this is a major, major, major hitter in the spoken word artist, literary artist community, and we're welcoming him tonight. Of course, on tonight's show topic, Untold Stories of American Superheroines, I'm going to ask you, sir, do you have a special um, woman whom serves the role of being a superwoman in your life or a superheroine that you would like to pay tribute to?
9: Well I would say, see uh, yeah, it well, I would say uh sweet tea, miss tea is clean. um would be my number one uh well, there's so many uh wonderful women to choose from, as far as uh the respectability um, mm-hmm. i I would say uh her but I'm supposed to say her uh for right now, even though there are uh, others." Um. And she does great. Uh, poetry. Her um, her artist, and she loves to teach. She loves to teach history. She uh, you know, she just she brings on some type of inspiration. Uh, that um, you know, it, if you having a bad day, read some of her poetry, and it'll make you smile, and it's, it's peaceful. So uh, wow. uh, our their wow. whole demeanor, and
5: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for paying tribute to a superwoman again. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, that is um, automatic, charismatic, awesome, awesome spoken word artist. We're going to hear some spoken word art from him later. But as for now, we're going to return back to the original Uh, theme for this hour, which is this is the Free Publishing Tips Hour. Any caller who is on the call queue right now, if you would like to pay tribute to a superwoman, um, you can do so. I want to thank Kevin Smith. He paid tribute to um, Octavia E. Estelle Butler. Um, And for those who do not know, um, he is a well-known sci-fi writer and a woman of color. And he shared of how reading her works helped him with a lot of things, even as far as being able to prioritize um, when and and, uh, timing of uh, getting your books published and manuscripts uh, finalized and how to arrange the order in which you Uh, submit your uh, proposals to have your writings published and all those things. He was able to reflect on her life, her writings, and her works, and how she did things, and it helped him in being able to achieve his goals. So, yes, we inspire each other. As literary artists and artists in, in general, we need to reflect and refer to one another, If we do that, it will also help mold us into the evolution of becoming the master artist that we desire to be. Mm -hmm. Um, So, Queens, I didn't ask you, but I'm going to ask you now, what Mm -hmm. superwoman or uh, superheroine would you like to pay tribute to on this platform tonight?
0: All right, you know, you're going to, to come back to me on that. Always put me on the spotlight. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no problem. Yeah. We'll be All here and in back later, yeah. ladies and I, gentlemen yeah. from
5: Zipporah, because she definitely has one. And I did put her on the spot. I apologize for doing that. And yeah. this, I just,
0: yeah, and, and uh, Queen Francis, Queen Zipporah. I do want to comment when Kevin Smith said Octavious E. Butler yeah. about her works, her books inspiring him. And I also want to uh, say a connection is that in my, in my query letter is that I was able to find three, you know, books that were three works, rather, that were, you know, comparable to my own story, and they are X-Men, um, the late Ellie LA Banks' Crimson Moon series, and Percy Jackson and the Olympians series. Awesome. So, yes. So I was able to put that in my, you know, submission query. Hey hmm. Kevin Smith, I write, you know, new adult, which is the readers are eighteen to twenty five year olds, uh, urban fantasy.
3: I had a question about that. That's perfect. I had a question about that. Sure. Is 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 that market oversaturated? Because that's what we basically see.
0: Hmm. Good
3: question.
0: Yeah, you know what? That is good. But, you know, I, you know, let's see, I really don't know because I read, you know, the late L.A. Banks' Crimson Moon series, and that's urban fantasy. And mm-hmm. then you have Charlene Harris and Laura K. Hamilton. Mm-hmm. And that's about, you know, all I know. But the type of fantasy that I'm writing, like with urban, you have uh, urban means city, and so, what I You're learned right. about the definition is that it must be specifically set in the city. And fantasy deals with magic. And my story is different because even though it's set in the city, but it's set international. And what I mean, I have mm-hmm. it, you know, in the superpowers as you know, um, mm-hmm. in the superpowers is, as well as you know, in America. Oh yeah, America is a part of the superpower. And, but I don't have you know the traditional, the usual like vampires, werewolves, et cetera my stories instead yeah so i understand what you mean by oversaturated is because you have the usual like the vampires and i'm gonna tell you this that the classic monsters they are here to stay that's and right even though yeah and <laughs> <so> even, <laughs> yeah and even though you know the market may be unsaturated may be saturated but watch out because next thing you know here comes an author with a you know a classical monster that's doing something different
5: <laughs> <laughs> Case in point, the movie Kong, ladies and gentlemen. Now we all know the first Kong movie. You know, it was a J- Japan ca- Japanese cast. You know, it came out. What was it? In the the fifties or whatever. Um, and we know what that looked like. Um, mm-hmm. Just like with Godzilla, <laughs> but every so many years, notice they keep br- bringing it back. They keep. Mm-hmm. Bringing it back, and it's a new, um, diverse. Now you, you know, you you have a yeah. lot of leading characters in these movies that are black. You got Samuel L. Jackson and Kong
0: with the leading role. I mean, times have changed. But and also, said, uh, yeah, and also Queen Fran Jurassic Park.
5: Yes, Jurassic <laughs> the latest Jurassic
0: Park. Park yeah. And uh, I don't want to interrupt you, but I want to. Uh, I have some really good information of my writing discoveries and advice. And so I would um, like to, you know, you know, start on that. Yes. We'll have you start, and then in about
5: 10 minutes, we're going to check our calls if anyone has questions, and then you can answer.
0: All right. So here's my uh, writing, discoveries, and advice for tonight, which is Tuesday, March the 14th, 2017. Genres represent life. Number one, sci-fi slash fantasy slash mythology. Biology and History. Number two, Romance and Romantic Comedy, Love. Number three, Thrillers, Necessities. Number four, Mystery, Protecting Life. Number five, Horror, Fearing for Life. Number six, Nonfiction, Life Itself. Number seven, Action Adventure, Exploring and Discovering. Number eight, superheroes rescuing life, and number nine, drama, which are plays, everyday life.
6: Very good.
5: Mm-hmm. What did you say, Kevin? Oh, okay. no, I, I I said very oh. good. Anything else? Oh, Does anyone have questions? Okay. Please of oh. court, you can... Come. Questions? Somebody?
3: Oh, I-, I missed. I missed a little. I missed a piece of it, like the, the the last little piece of it.
0: Sorry. All right. All right. So the last one was number nine: drama plays everyday life. Mm-hmm. And again, you listed nine things that pertains to. Just in case someone missed the beginning or I listed nine genres that represent life. Mhm.
5: Mm-hmm. Did you also have comedy?
0: I thought about comedy, but I had put that in uh, with the um I left it out because I felt that you know it wasn't like really, you know, like necessary because I have romance and romantic comedy which is love. Mhm.
5: Mm-hmm. And I would be referring to not the romantic comedy, but, like, satire uh, comedy. Okay. No mm-hmm. problem.
0: Yeah. I understand what you mean about the satire, you know, making fun of. Well, basically that comedy can be making fun of life.
5: Right. Right. Exactly.
0: Mm-hmm. So, 10. Let me just add that comedy. All right. Making fun of life.
5: hmm
0: Thank you, Queen Fran. No problem. You're welcome. All right. So continuing on. All right. Number two, art, and this is from uh, continuing on my writing discoveries and advice. Number two, art exposes the unthoughtful love. Number three, vision is art's origin. Number Mm. four.
4: (laughs) Wow.
5: Does anyone have a difference of opinion? Heard that statement. Vision is art's origin. Anyone on the call? If so, feel so free to share your thoughts.
3: Kind of, sort of. Kind of, mm-hmm. sort of. Because you you, you can look at uh, different. Okay, when you say vision
6: mm-hmm. is art's origin. Yeah. Yes. There's some art that's that you don't need
3: physical oh I'm thinking too superficial. To Never mind. All right. <laughs> I'm sorry, I got it. I understand it. I understand
0: it now. I'm sorry. All right, no problem. All right. So we are in other words,
5: we are um referring to art in, in the visual context, is
0: that
7: mm-hmm.
0: Queens of yeah. Park? Okay. Yes, like vision being art's origin, and so that's the start of it. Like when you look at art, you have the vision. Oh,
7: you do mean physical
3: vision. You mean physical vision, mm-hmm. like seeing it with your eyes.
0: Yeah. Say mm-hmm. for example, like if you look at like an, if you look at an object, like a plain object. All right. Somebody did this, you know. Say, if you look at a rock, or let me use this example. Uh, uh, I'm gonna use clay.
1: Mm-hmm.
8: All right.
0: So you look at clay. And then you see, you know, the vision of what you want that clay, you know, to be.
3: How about how about any combination of the senses is art's origin?
0: Wait, say it again, is now?
3: Any combination of the of any combination of the senses, because I can hear if I mm-hmm. if I don't have sight. And I hear an airplane engine revving up, and I go and touch it. I can formulate my own rendition, mm-hmm. whether or not it yeah. looks dead on the engine or not. I can formulate it based upon those mm-hmm. two, without the without the physical sight of it.
0: Right. Yeah, that's another good example.
3: That's where that's the only thing. That's where I was going. Maybe you know, if I if you, you if you don't get to see it, but if you get to mm-hmm. interpret it using the other senses you know, that can also be art because they have art that just looks like paint splatter all over the place. Mm-hmm. And then
1: yeah.
8: that,
3: that that's a masterpiece,
9: you know. That's so Renoir. Yeah.
8: There's
9: Renoir, you know.
8: Mhm.
9: Uh this uh Mr. Automatic Charismatic. Yeah. Uh, and I love what I heard. Uh to me what I came from is like looking beyond what you see in front of you. Like when you said about the uh, clay, um, but you can make the clay out to what you want to be.
8: Mm. Uh, Mm -hmm.
9: When you see something, um, you have to have an imagination first to what you want to build with. Mm -hmm.
8: And uh, Mm
9: -hmm. everything has an introduction, like clay uh using clay or maybe mm-hmm. to build something. Build and and uh build uh beyond your limits, your limitations. Something that you never thought you could do, like the movie ghost, you know, uh when uh a base was being built.
5: hmm
9: mm-hmm. and, and so much to that
5: interesting you would bring up the movie Ghost, um good example. Um, what about that unseen, you know, I've heard artists say, I don't see, I feel it before they, do. oh yeah, you know, the performance artists, of course, I'm referring to um, those are your artists that it, it, you know, it comes from within and, and you ask them, well, how did you do that move? How did you know to move and do this at that particular time, you know, because precision is also a key aspect of art. And that artist will say to you, well, I, 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 you know, I felt it. It just, you know, from within, it came out of me. Like that's when you know it's a soul, um, it's a soul thing too with art. Mm-hmm. It's not just the physical, um, aspect of sight or vision. It's also that soul, you know, it comes from within
8: mm-hmm.
5: the unseen. Mm-hmm. So I do want to announce that to also acknowledge those artists out there too. It's all about soul with them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know, Stevie Wonder, I mean, hey, you know, the man, Mm -hmm. physically, he does not see. But, you know, what he's able to do in those keys, you would think that man sees, way his fingers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. <Yeah. laughs> but that's soul, you know. So, yeah, just acknowledging that group, too.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, thanks, Leah, for that sense. All right, moving on. Mm-hmm. I,
9: I want to add something to that, friend. Um, hmm You know, the, uh, the best mission to have is the one with your mind. Mm-hmm. The yeah. mind is better than the your eyes. Let your mind occupy your eyes. Not your eyes occupy
5: your mind. Oh, um, wow. you dropping some heavy yeah. wisdom on us tonight. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, if you ever go on my wall, I always... Right. Look. It is the mind. That's right. Uh-huh.
9: If you ever look at my wall, I, I try to uh, inspire people. Um, the reason why I say that is because um, if you get caught up in our eyes, it may look like it's impossible, but the oh. imagination's coming through your mind. So it's like an architect, mm-hmm. um, you know, a master architect, wanting to build, but start with a plan, and you have it all mm-hmm. in your mind. So everything is like circulating through your mind, and how every how you want to do things. So now, as your mind is building, you're able to use your eyes. To finalize what you need to uh, create.
5: Mm. Mm-hmm. Well said. I do follow that. I copy that. <laughs> mm-hmm. You made you it did. clear right there. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Automatic charismatic. He's known for that. Queen Zipporah, take us home with this art. And All right. vision is its origin thing, because this is some powerful
0: stuff we talking about. <laughs> Man, this is what artists need. This is me. Yeah. All right. I am continuing on. <laughs> Thank you. Number four. You're welcome. Number four. Art means evolution.
5: Oh my. <laughs> Anybody wanna wanna share some in insight? Or that statement, art means evolution.
3: Well, yeah, well, while I was going. Sorry, did I.
5: Queen, support? I'm here. Hmm? Did I. Is it art means evolution or or arts origin?
0: No, art means evolution. Okay.
5: I'm writing that now in the chat room. Thank you.
0: Hmm. You're welcome. King, if you want to
9: go. Oh, oh yeah. The, what, oh, what I was gonna say about that is actually when I was in film school,
3: film school, and I was taking a class, they actually tell that they actually say that that you know um, art leads the way, as and they use the example of um, Star Trek. You wow. know, and, uh <laughs> You know, art leads the way for you know the tech. Actually, you know, they was talking about Star Trek as far as technology, the technology of the future is also mm-hmm. debuted through art you know, they, they give it to you through art. They give everything through okay. arts but at the same time they're taking arts away. Mm-hmm. So that's an important thing to also see that, you know, or are or you know, understand that, mm-hmm. you know, they're taking arts away so it's on us to give the arts back. Mm-hmm. So we have to have an interpretation. Yeah. So we have to have mediums like this, mediums like this to where we mm-hmm. so we can understand it so we can pass it on to the next generation. Right, like, you know,
0: I'll, yeah. This is Queen of i to comment on that art being taken away, pretty much like what's happening now. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. Period. Yeah, period. I can, I concur. <laughs> I, I, I would like to, um
9: mm-hmm. I would like to add to that. I think when you say that art is evolution. I think that I believe that art is the changing of time. Um, as mm-hmm. we grow our art is uh it becomes different. Uh mm-hmm. you can see through uh, how how better you become, how mm-hmm. one has become better just by looking at their art. How it mm-hmm. changes, how uh the definition changes. of uh, what have they added to their repertoire to become better. It's like art is um it's paintings artists poetry artists you know um, you know it can be comedy art is just something that uh defines you as having such a gift so it really uh the art from our beginning to the art of our ending, and you can see and compare the art to where you were then to
6: where you are now.
0: Mm -hmm. All right, so you're doing a compare and contrast. Yes. Mm -hmm. You know what? I love what I hear. Um, What comes to mind
5: is art serves us in this regard in society. It helps us to tell what time it is you can tell what era you're in by the art. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I agree. Even the mind, where the mind is going to for the next generation or the next century by the art. Art leads the way. It really does.
1: Mm-hmm.
5: It is. It means evolution for
6: sure. All right.
0: I was writing what you just said, Queen Fran. <laughs> Art yeah, I mean, I'm listening itself, to everybody. Time is. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is
5: good. This is good right here
0: tonight. I'm taking notes myself. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're learning from each other. Mhm. Mhm. All righty. Uh, moving on. Number five: Art and psychology connects.
5: Ooh, ooh.
0: We got Master
5: Scribe on the call. And I'm gonna pose that to him because I know he got something to say on these lines.
0: Please, the <laughs> to say that again. That statement. Sure. Number five. Art and psychology connect. Master scribe,
5: welcome to the call, and we got feedback <laughs> on <doing> that.
2: <laughs> we. Art is a what? Now say
0: that again. All right. Number five, art and psychology connect.
2: Mm, art and psychology connect. Mm-hmm. Well, art is a major source of insight about human nature, the human mind, the human creation, the foundation of contemporary psychology is the nature of consciousness. Sometimes great thinkers find themselves in an agreement of mind where one can determine his psychological state of mind. Sometimes the great human mystery is art. Sometimes mm-hmm. the original insight is an apparatus that proposes Love and art, love and art and psychology is an example of an open chapter of the human genome of growth. It is a headlong, potentially a potential approach to cre- creative justification and the reason of of why people are hypnotized
9: by art. That's
5: mm. I have to say. Mhm. Wow. You said a lot of truth. Yeah. Ooh. Queens of Porra. All right. Well, oh, can, right Can, can I get oh, a comment? We Come got I some more comments in the room. I can't I can't let All you, right. let All us go. Right. ahead. Right. Kevin oh, oh,
3: to a certain extent, though, but like in definition only, really to me, in, in my opinion, it's in definition only because, you know, art is not a nonverbal. It's a nonverbal, you know, um,
7: um, language.
3: So, at the, well, not really, you know, but it's singing and that's different, but it's still you have to interpret the, the songs. But at mm-hmm. the same time, it, it's left up to each individual to interpret what's going on as in psychology can be diagnosed. Mm-hmm. You know, if there's a mental yeah. disorder there, it can be diagnosed and it is what mm-hmm. it is. But art, when you look at it, it's always different based upon
8: mm-hmm.
3: one person's, you know, view of what it is. And two people standing in the same room and handling the same breath at the same time in space spinning on the same axis is going to always agree to disagree on what that art mm-hmm. represents.
2: Well, I can explain it a little more. Uh, art could be a a a behavior sometimes a will be bizarre behavior mm-hmm. and it can be destructive yet it can be a social influence of making those less aware, aware of who and what they are in their creativity
0: yes and uh, uh Master Scribe, this is Queen Zippor you just uh, I want to you know share this comment because it just you know Struck me, it's called the social construction, the social construction of reality, which means that everybody is a part of it.
9: Mm. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I like to. um, I like to add to that. Mm -hmm. automatic,
5: Um, charismatic.
9: Yes, I like to add as far as uh, I I do believe that art has a type of psychological. Uh, evaluation. Mm. Um, and, and from what mm-hmm. Mr. Foster was saying uh, about, um, you know, it, it depicts uh, where um, where everything is. Uh, sometimes you can look at art and it'll strike your mind to what you're actually looking at, especially when it comes to mm-hmm. it. Or you may uh or somebody could do a poem, and that poem will never es- escape. It. You know, what I mean, it'll, it'll stay with your mind because of the words that we use, of uh, the metaphors that we use uh, with the poem. Um, you know, it's, it's just collaborates with your mind.
8: Mm-hmm.
9: Uh, mm-hmm. The biggest thing I believe to have. A psychological influence is art. Mm-hmm. Art can change can change minds. Art has a mm-hmm. uh, uh, a huge definition of what's being presented. Uh, as we you know, as we listen to art or we see art, our yes. mind gets a type uh, a different perception of what's being presented.
8: Mm-hmm. So
2: yeah. you can say, well, so what you say, kind of saying, and what you kind of hinting on that art can be a a, a a social cognition motive of self-justification that maintains a positive picture of the artist and justifying mm-hmm. the artist's behavior through mm-hmm.
9: art. Mm-hmm.
2: Yes.
0: Yes, yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I agree with that. I I I, I agree with that. Amen, mean, yes, cuz I Yeah, cause this is Queensboro and I want to add to that. Um I think about Vincent Van Gogh's The Starry Night. Now, he painted that picture from his asylum's window.
5: <laughs> That's right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is the Wait. man
5: the one the artist that cut
0: his ear off. Yeah. Oh, did that? I, I shouldn't be laughing because it's not funny. It's just like yeah. That. I mean, sometimes, but they—it's a fine line between
5: genius <laughs> and madness. Seriously.
0: Yeah, and this—this happened with the uh, the portrait of the anguished man. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. the artist committed suicide after painting that picture with his blood mixed in it.
5: Yeah, this okay. is real talk tonight. I'm telling you. So I, yeah,
2: because this. I mean, you know, you can really look at you can really look at art as a a level of agreement between the artist and his canvas, where mm-hmm.
8: he,
2: he independently observes himself and 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 uh, conjunctivate his his mental data that shows he can judge himself independently by the stroke of his brush or the stroke of his mm-hmm. pen to ensure that his observation is the impression of his individual self. Mm-hmm.
5: Mm-hmm. Ah. Ladies and gentlemen, one moment, please. We have a caller from Philadelphia. We're just joining the call. Welcome, caller. Your mic is open. Welcome, caller from Philadelphia.
10: Yes, yes, what's going on, friend?
5: All right. Sounds like we have Mr. DSR himself, producer of DSR Fire Inc., none other than Mr. Kane Spade. Welcome, Mr. Kane Spade. The mic is in your hand, sir.
10: Yes, thank you, thank you. I want to give a shout-out to Queen Sephora.
8: Mm-hmm.
10: You know... Uh, uh, i in uh, through the, uh, the internet. That's me uh, speaking in as one of your guests, uh, friend
5: <laughs> Oh, okay. Gotcha. You.
10: <laughs> you know, she brought uh, uh you know, interesting uh, information about what is art. You know, y'all touching that subject really hard. Shout out to Mr. Boston and Automatic. Mm-hmm. You're hey, going in. I mean,. Uh, yeah. I'm going to say this, uh, art to me, art is life. You know, Mm -hmm. art is life to me. And um, I was going to say art is life in motion, but a lot of artists who paint on the canvas, they like to paint those landscapes. They like to paint Mm -hmm. mountains. They like to paint the ocean. You know, they like to paint the beach,
9: you know. So I I was going to say life in action, but I'm going to say life itself. Mm-hmm.
2: Right, oh, we. My, my, my. Right. we.
9: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like
2: that. I like that, Kane, because you make me want to go and say that, that make no matter what form of art, whether it be verbal, spoken word, or poetry, I think that if you look deeper into the assertion of poetry, it could be the suggestive. Uh findings that establishes a a alternative explanation that correlates to the words and the verbs that are being put to paper, and it can be multiple correlative uh words that come together in answering your own self casual question with with independent independent variables. You know that it's sure that that when you get up on that stage or you paint a piece of poetry that the participants be able to communicate through the mental intercom system to understand that spoken word or that piece of poetry or that painting. And so therefore that it it it, it it's an experience to be able to Take that dependable variable and that that independent variable, and come to that theory that's in your mind that you can answer yourself. You know, so you can witness what the condition of that poet or that artist's mind.
0: Yeah, master scribe. This is Queens of Four, and you talking algebra about the independent and dependent variable. <laughs>
5: Yeah, I was going to say algorithms. We getting we getting into math now. that science. We went from psychology to science. to math. We started at art. Art is all that. Uh, uh, yeah,
2: it's it's, it's it's that
9: it's that art. Art is a
2: art, art is a a a internal validity of oneself. You feel me? That comes out on paper, canvas, or whatever. However you want to make it make it real or how you want to make it produce itself. You know, it's that internal validity <laughs> that makes you put that pen to paper.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, boy. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm sorry for
2: going up. I'm sorry for going so deep, y'all. Y'all got my analytical mind going right now, so
0: See, that's, that's why you
5: missed the ball I have to <laughs> say humor yeah, you know, before Queens Queen Zipporah come on because you know she's a psychology major too. <laughs> and her man vibe is on the call at the same time. It's just, oh my God, mind blowing. <laughs>
0: oh, yeah, I was a psychology major. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but anyway, but it's still used, uh psychology is a subject that's used every day. So. <laughs> yes,
2: indeed. Indeed. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right.
0: So who would have said, I did not know when I just started talking you know, mention I just, you know, looked at art and I came up with these, you know, discoveries that. Wow, um, I'm uncovering something, you know, big.
5: (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: I was an archaeologist.
5: (laughs) Yeah, you unearthed something (laughs) very huge tonight. Wow. All
0: right, right, moving on. (laughs) Number six, art is magic and therefore beware of its usage, which affects. Mm. Mm -hmm. Say that again, please. All right. Sure. Number six, art is magic, and therefore beware of its usage, which affects mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. A psychological realism that that is a cover story to the experiments of the mind that takes you to the replications of meta-analysis of your pen and paper that creates a applied research that is in culture and social (laughs) psychology with this evolutionary approach.
8: Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, and and, uh, before I forget, this just came to mind, but when, Kevin Smith, I just want to address this to you, when you asked me about was urban fantasy oversaturated, well, uh, my response to it is, uh, you know, I'm writing it because fantasy and mythology are two of my favorite fiction genres. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you. You're
3: welcome. Yeah. At, at mm-hmm.
5: the same time, I lo- I love them both. I love them
3: both because you know that's my background. You know, mythology is my that's, is some of my background. And but anyway, wow. um, I was saying that uh, that maybe it might be oversaturated because it's a lot of it's on the market. If you go across, just us as African Americans, you know. Relating on African American but open it up to a broader aspect because we really shouldn't be looking because we're dealing with entertainment and entertainment is something different. you know what appeals to us also appeals to others or not what appeals to the melanated also appeals to the non melanated if, if, if
0: yeah but, yeah, I understand what you mean, but here's like the rule for writing well, it's not a rule, mm-hmm. but it's just you know write what you like and you will mm-hmm. find somebody that you know willing to put it on the market for you. And that's Mm -hmm. one, you know. Yeah. And so, if you write something just because, oh, it's on the market, it will not sell because your soul, you know, your writing soul will not be in it, you know, to write the story. You're just writing it with your mind on, um, I want it to sell. So the end game should be Mm -hmm. to reach a target
5: audience. Then you're well. Go ahead. And then you're destined to see your work flourish if you intend to reach a target audience, as opposed to just saying, I want to make this amount of money Mm -hmm. um, in profit from this work.
0: Well, basically, Queen Fran is that, I want to say this, is that your target audience should be you yourself, the author, because you're writing a story that you write. And this rule well, I'm putting it like this, quote, rule, end quote, you know, it's said, you know, in different words, but it has the same meaning. You know, write the story that you like that you're going to, you know, get you, you get yourself lost into. And there is an agent who has said, you know, don't, you know, other words, don't follow a style or a trend. Don't follow a trend. Because by the time, you know, you have that, you know, style story ready, you know, it's not even going to be, you no know, no market for you. But the most important thing is that you're writing a story that you like and, you know, and you're sending it out and somebody will say yes, you know, you're going to find that connection. Okay, thank you. We have,
5: Kane Spade has a comment.
10: Uh, yes, yes, I got a comment to uh, Queen Sephora's response before about art is magic. and sure. Therefore, beware of its usage that affects
0: yeah, your facts, yeah.
10: Yeah. So, yeah, my response is this. I mean, what comes to my mind is uh, the inspiration we get from art, how that, you know, affects people when they see it. You know, yeah. that's just not mm-hmm. when uh, you see uh, artists painting a canvas. I mean, we can call art to uh, mm-hmm. photography. You see uh, mm-hmm. a photo... Type of uh, person taking pictures of scenery of people,
8: mm-hmm. you
10: know, families coming together at a gathering, and uh, you know, our child just, you know, coloring the coloring book. I mean, we can take all that mm-hmm. and make it into something else, especially as being writers and poets. You know, we absorb everything we see. Yes. Yeah. So. In my mind, I mean, it's all about inspiration that I get. I can uh, get inspiration from just the topic that Queen Support just put out there. I feel like I can go ahead and start writing a piece on that one line she said. I'm like, damn, I'm going to sit there for a couple hours just to figure out what the hell I want to do. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.
0: <laughs> Thank you. And uh, I also want to comment on, like, number six, too. Is uh, the film Tales from the hood mm. uh, the part where where the boy had the, the monster stepfather and he said that the girl sitting behind him that so he drew a picture of his nightmare and throw away throw it away you know the uh, the problem drew a picture of his problem and throw it away you know the problem would be solved mm. now that was superstitious and so but the boy, the student believed it so he had you know the monster picture and then he had the picture of the bully. So the teacher, you know, took the monster picture, and the um, the student, you know, crumbled out the bully's picture, and unfortunately, that bully had to be, you know, taken, was being put in an ambulance, because he just was what fell and broke both his arms and legs, mm-hmm. which was, you know, a mystery. So the monster picture uh, really bothered the real human monster. <laughs> I don't want to laugh, because it's not funny when that student was folding up that monster picture, the same thing happened to the human monster. His limbs got twisted up.
8: Mm-hmm.
0: That's showing us how art <laughs> is a portrayal
5: of of <laughs> truth as well. It's like a self fulfilling process. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like to uh, comment on that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Charismatic, automatic yeah.
9: I, I like to say that, um, with that, I believe that, uh, this science, uh, to, uh, spoken word, um, mm-hmm. and, it is there is magic with that, and, you know, with the, uh, power of content, and, um, uh, when you're saying that, uh, for their usage um, When I I do my revolution pieces, um, it's like, uh, to me, you have to be ready to hear the message. Yeah. um, Mm -hmm. Like fast your seatbelts, I'm coming with the message. So I was like, beware of the message. Be ready Mm -hmm. for the message. Mm -hmm. Beware of of what I'm about to tell you, because there's so much that you need to hear you know, within my spoken word. So when I come hard I'm 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 coming hard with it. So I say beware. Uh there's gonna be uh some things covered you know that everybody would need to understand. So there's a science connection from one flow to the next to the audience. Mm-hmm and they feel such a type of effect from what's being
8: said.
5: Well, well, well. You gave us
0: food for thought right there. Thank you. Well, All right. All right. This is Queen Support, so I'm moving on. <laughs> Number seven. Oh, and by the way, I have nine pieces of, you know, advice, the writing, discoveries, and advice.
6: Right. So number seven, <clears throat> art is insight. The
9: art is insight? Yes. So, mm-hmm. well, I, I, I could go ahead and go on that. Hmm. I feel like the art is uh, giving out uh, all kinds of information uh
8: mm-hmm. it
9: I believe that art has values has certain values uh mm-hmm. and
8: when you when you
9: get that interpretation of the art that's being revealed, your mind uh goes through changes as you learn uh the in, from the insight uh sometimes you get, it's like Looking at an art, it's like looking at a map. It could just tell you where the art is going, where the art is like taking. Mhm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes, I understand. You know what you mean. You know when you look at uh, the art, and it's like uh, you said, it's a map. It's like it's a guide. It's because you just you know follow the pictures. You know, or the you know, the or the words and then, you know, you follow and then you reach you know, to where you, you reach the end. Yes. Yeah. Oh,
6: okay. Mhm.
5: <laughs> it's like coordinates and points. It 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 shows like a map has coordinates and points where it shows the travel distance from one area to another mm-hmm. art actually gives us that same uh, representation. Mm-hmm. If we study art, if we yeah. what we're looking at, yeah.
0: Yeah, and uh, I also want to add to that, Queen Fran. Of uh, an example is V.C. Andrews's, um, where the Ruby Landry series in the first book,
8: mm-hmm. where.
0: She had, where Ruby was an artist and so she painted pictures and how did she put it? She said that her grammar had uh it was as if her grammar was trying to send a message, you know, to someone in New Orleans, you know, through Ruby's art. hmm
8: hmm
0: Good example.
8: Yeah.
0: Another example,
5: Leonardo, um the Da Vinci code.
8: hmm
5: With Leonardo Da Vinci's art. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the uh, Mona Lisa. Yeah, just from the study of that art,
8: mm-hmm.
5: um, you know, there was something hidden in it. There were messages yeah. told in it. And the same, yeah. I, or, as artists, um, I saw this with a particular artist I knew. Mm-hmm. Everything they drew, it was like a little image of themselves was there. <laughs> mm-hmm. that's, that's
3: common. That's so common, mm-hmm. yes. hmm
5: mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, you know, it's a piece of our soul that goes into mm-hmm. everything that we create as artists. Mm-hmm. Our fingerprint is in it. Mm-hmm. So no one else can take actually take credit
1: mm-hmm.
5: being the one that originated that work. You're the progenitor.
1: Mm-hmm.
5: You know, you leave a piece of you in it. Mm-hmm.
9: Excuse me, Fran? Yes. How long will y'all be on? How long we, it's so, it's
5: we're on until eleven.
9: Okay, I, I'm gonna have to. Call then we
5: go right into open mic, spoken word.
9: I'm gonna call back in. I would like to call back in.
5: Oh, okay, sure. All right.
9: All right.
0: Mm-hmm.
8: Well, we're All on.
5: Right.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. So I'm gonna continue on. Number eight: Be simple, specific when writing
5: mm Uh, Mr. Boston?
2: Yes?
5: Would you like to comment on that one?
2: I'm listening right now. I'm, I'm sitting up here writing a piece of to y'all. <laughs>
5: okay. <laughs> right. I'm back to you then. <laughs> okay. Uh, Kevin Smith, right. would you like to comment on that?
3: Say, they, they oh no, I agree. Oh. I totally agree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, I guess when you uh mm-hmm. uh yes uh, when you uh, agree. Oh, actually, I had a, a comment about the other one about the magic. Oh well, not really a comment, but more of a question, I guess. What? And mm-hmm. a comment, uh, I guess they rolled up into one. But anyway, um, mm-hmm. if because art.
6: Hello.
5: Oh, okay, he's going to call back in. Somehow
0: he was oh, okay. to it or the oh, call was no, dropped. Mhm. Oh, all right. All right. So, uh, is Kevin? That was Kevin Smith. Mhm. Yes. Oh, all right. Nice. All right. Does anybody else have any, you know, questions or comments about numbers um, eight? Anyone else? Okay, Queens the You can proceed. All right, and number nine, art exposes agreements and disagreements.
7: Wow. huh?
0: in other
5: words, conflict, mm-hmm. climax. Art covers all those details and elements of a story. This is awesome. Art is storytelling.
8: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, thanks. Well, I really, you know, when I talked about art, you know, I really did it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my.
5: A lot. Yeah. A, a lot of dimension.
0: Mm-hmm. Art has,
5: it, it touches yeah. on a
0: lot of things. Mm-hmm. All right, so well, I'm going to continue on a because I have some other things to read. And uh, what it is, is uh, the anti, and i have shortened this, the anti-Trump, or rather it's Anti-Trump art warriors. And since we're talking about the usage of art, you know this is where I was you know continuing on with it as I did before. So the first thing that I have is an essay. swear that I have two essays, and the first one is uh, called "Tarnished Humanity and it's about Mary Shelley's Frankenstein's book. Mm. Right, hear yeah. So at, well, I see actually,
2: you like I see you. I see you like Mary Shelley, huh? <laughs> yeah, I
0: like the story yeah. Frankenstein. Huh? <laughs>
2: yeah, well, I mean, I I I I've studied her in one of my English classes. Uh, outstanding, yeah. so outstanding woman writer. man. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. Okay, you can go.
0: All right. I'm it over.
2: I'm, turning, I'm, I'm turning over my chicken in the
0: kitchen. <laughs> oh my! All right. So he's he's cooking chicken. while, I, You know, I'm listening hearing something like <laughs> what is, what is going on? Okay. All right. Chicken. All up. right. All right. All right. So this essay, and I have been trying to read, you know, read it, you know, during the anti-Trump art warriors. Yeah. I didn't get a chance to, so here it is. Tarnished humanity. Romanticism, the literary movement of Frankenstein by Mary Shelley, is an interpretation of gender roles in this era. Mm. Mary Shelley, as an author, is important because she brings to her literary works the legacy of her mother, Mary Wollstonecraft, who says that everyone should be included in the social structure. Now, I'm going to stop here and uh, make a connection regarding uh, this episode 154 and the topic, Untold Stories of American Superheroes, Wonder Women. <laughs>
8: mm-hmm.
0: So, yeah, what a connection. So maybe it was not meant for me to read this essay yet until now. <laughs> yeah, because tonight that's what we're doing, <laughs> acknowledging our Wonder Women too.
5: Well, Miss Hershey,
0: Mom, yes, indeed.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: All right, so back to my essay. However, if society leaves out certain people, violence will erupt. Frankenstein is Shelley's reflection of how people are outcast and branded, quote, monsters, end quote, by society over situations they are not responsible for. Yet they yearn to be accepted by society. This essay will analyze how Shelley addresses issues of gender and social injustice through the characters of Jamama and the creature. Both victims have no mothers. The creature was born from corpse. While Jamama had a temporary surrogate caretaker, which she describes, the day my mother died, the ninth after my birth, I was consigned to the care of the cheapest nurse my father could find, her own child at the same time, and lodged as many as she, more as she could get in two cellar-like apartments. Jamama's story, 229 and 230. However, the creature's father fled from him while Jamama was kicked out for false accusations, which she says, I was therefore pushed out of doors and my trumpery thrown after me when it had been contemptuously examined in the passage, lest I should have (coughs) stolen anything. Jamama's story, page 234. The victims are harmless and innocent but get into trouble for being denied necessities and therefore commit theft and murder to get them. The crimes are the reason why they become monsters. Jemama explains, I stole now from absolute necessity, bread. yet whatever else was taken which I had it not in my power to take was ascribed to me. Jemama story, page 232. For the creature, he meets an injured little boy and felt that he could help him and they would be friends. The boy, however, insulted him when the creature put his hands on him as he says, he struggled violently. Let me go, he cried. Monster, ugly wretch, you wish to eat me and tear me to pieces. You are an ogre. Frankenstein, page 109. It is a shame how kindness cannot be seen through the victims' deformities. The worst fate that the victims suffer is being hated by their fathers who cannot handle the consequences that came from the flaws they made in their creations and therefore blame the victims for them. When she arrives, your mama's mother died after giving birth to her. Victor Frankenstein, the creature's father, fled because of his deformity, which is written, cursed, although I curse myself, be the hands that formed you. You have made me wretched beyond expression. You have left me no power to consider whether I am just to you or not. Frankenstein, page 74. Jamama's abuse from her stepmother made her rebellious and defiant that her father did not want to deal with her, which Jamama states, and my father, hearing continually of my faults, began to consider me as a curse entailed on him for his sins. Frankenstein, page 231. It was common in the Romantic era period for men to remarry upon becoming widowers, but stepmothers did not have the same nurturing feelings toward widowers' children because they did not bear them and the stepchildren were nobodies. Jamama tells of her experience, I had been introduced as an object of abhorrence into the family as a creature of whom my stepmother, though she had been kind enough to let me live in the house with her own child, could make nothing. Jamama, page 232. Similarly, the creature sees that there is no one else like him, which is stated, when I looked around, I saw and heard of none like me. Frankenstein, page 90. The victims become, became aware of the unjust social system and how people of their status and in their situations were the main target. Although they did not attend school, the creature and Jamama found knowledge that was hidden from them by listening to conversations. Even though they were unable to be included in them, they heard enough to understand how the social structure was wrongfully governed and discriminated against the poor and women. Jamama writes, It is the vague assertion, I believe, of insensible indolence when it relates to men, but with women I am sure of its fallacy unless they will submit to the most menial bodily labor. Jamama's story, page 240. For the creature, he heard how only the wealthy wanted to keep the riches within their blood, which he states, I heard of the division of property, of immense wealth, and squalid poverty, of rank, descent, and noble blood, Frankenstein, page 90. The victims know that they do not have the requirements that will make them accepted into society since it is a battle of the classes, as Jemima records, I began to consider the rich and poor as natural enemies. Jamama's story, page 243. The creature acknowledges that he is worthless as well. Of my creation and creator, I was absolutely ignorant, but I knew that I possessed no money, no friends, no kind of property. Frankenstein, page 90. Since since wealth only stems from noble families, they would like to keep it flowing accordingly through the aristocracy. Therefore, the purpose of the unjust social structure is to keep the poor from stealing the wealth's power and breaking the connection if they were given some money. The victims see how the merciless society has no place, welcome, or intention for, quote, misfits, end quote. Jamama explains, prejudices caught up by chances or obstinately maintained by the poor to the exclusion of improvement. Jemama's story, page 240. Likewise the creature discovers the same requirement, which he states I learned that the possessions most esteemed by your fellow creatures were high and unsullied, descent united with riches. Frankenstein page ninety. The wealthy believes that it is the poorest fault, that they are in their conditions, and if they were to help them would we'll always be asking them for it. In Shelley's biography, Wolfson writes of the plot. Shelley provokes attention to the differences that were fracturing modern society. The view of political radicals as monsters, excuse me, the class differences that made the poor seem monstrous, particularly when they agitated for better treatment. Frankenstein, page 20. Jamama further questions about the available jobs. How often I had heard that every person willing to work may find employment. Jamama's story, page 240. If money is found in work, then the poor should be able to earn a living and decent wages from their skills and abilities and not their class. The injustices are a reflection of the personal beliefs of Mary Wollstonecraft, the voice that was against social inequities when the main victims were women and the poor, debating the issue with Edmund Burke. He said that by getting rid of the social structures, people will be mistreated and even worse, Society will not be the same or peaceful. The French Revolution was about getting equality, which meant the end of the wealthy ruling, as he explains. All the decent drapery of life is to be rudely torn off. All the superadded ideas furnished from the wardrobe of a moral imagination, which the heart owns and the understanding ratifies, as necessary to cover the defects of our naked, shivering nature. Burke, page 109. As for the gender inequity, Burke says how women are only valued who have a social hierarchy. A king is but a man, but a queen is but a woman. A woman is but an animal, and an animal is not of the highest order. Burke, page 109. Molson argued back that the unjust social structure creates violence and destruction because the rich get away with crime, but the poor do not. As she writes, are we to seek for the rights of men in the ages when a few marks were the only penalty imposed for the life of a man, and death when the property was touched, Wollstonecraft, page 114,
8: 114. Mm-hmm. She
0: also exposes how women are forced into marriage for money. Girls are sacrificed to family convenience, or else married to settle themselves into a superior rank. Wollstonecraft, page 116. Wollstonecraft. Heads straight to the source about the misbehavior and disrespect of the authoritative officials towards the citizens. If the queen respected people like they did to her, they would not be animals. Wollstonecraft writes to the moral All true, sir, if she is not more attentive to the duties of humanity than queens and fashionable ladies in general are. Wollstonecraft, page 116. In conclusion, tarnished humanity is an exposure to a prejudiced society against people that it sees as imperfect beings and women, the source of humanity's birth, which they want no parts of because male domination has a greater influence on making decisions. Yet they cannot deal with victims who they made monsters to turn against them from denying necessities out of fear that they will reverse the system and the poor will get rich at their expense instead of the opposite. Furthermore, it would be a hard damage to the wealthy eagles e g o s whose power lies in money, which they use <clears throat> to keep the poor from learning their secret of becoming successful and they cannot handle being conquered by their monster creations. The end of this essay
5: awesome read wow, it was much to consider is any um have any comments, Mr. Boston? Would you like to give some remarks? None at all. None at all.
9: <laughs> None at all.
5: I, I I'm like
2: sitting, I'm listening. I'm 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 actually learning something
9: mm-hmm. from this.
2: I'm actually mm-hmm. learning something. So you know, I am just I'm 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 in learning mode at the moment because I am actually writing a because this is you celebrating a woman's month, so I'm actually writing a piece of poetry on that. So, okay,
0: awesome. All right, <laughs> please start. Yes. All right. All right. So I'm continuing. <clears throat> okay. I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad that you know you're getting um, inspiration, Mr. Boston, from this paper about, especially about Mary Shelley. <laughs>
2: Okay. Yeah, I mean, I love her. I love her work. i
0: mm-hmm. I love
2: it. I love her work. I, I I, think in my library, I think I have maybe um, two books on Shelley. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. two. Yeah,
0: I think in my whole library, All I have right. two. He is there one uh, novelist.
5: If everyone should have, um, some something, published by Shelley in their in home library mm mm-hmm.
2: so should, sure. mm-hmm. absolutely, without a doubt. Mm-hmm.
0: All right, so I'm continuing on. Right. My second paper is, uh, is from a class called Ceramics 109, and the title is <clears throat> My Clay Studio Gallery Trip. The clay studio reminded me of the Philadelphia Art Museum, only ceramics instead of paintings were displayed. I was able to explore and experience the works of resident artists and was more impressed by the shapes and forms of the art. I was interested in the hard work and effort that was put forth from a mound of clay and other materials, parentheses, porcelain, wood, etc.). close parentheses. I saw dishes, animals, people, and objects that the artist's imaginations and everyday life could bring for inspiration. I was able to gather information on the artist also. There was a lidded jar, parentheses, porcelain and wheel thrown, close parentheses, and six ceramic plates by Paul Donnelly in a on a in form made from woodwork and ceramic. This piece was done by two artists who shared the project, William Leet, the woodworker, and ceramist Sam Chung. The outside box was wood painted white with four cubicles and ceramic origami figures peeking out. A set of cups, bowls, and pitcher in porcelain by David Pierre, and a ceramic platter by Allison McGowan in clay. A piece listed as untitled red in porcelain displayed found objects and rubber by Adelaide Paul, excuse me, by Adelaide Paul a resident artist. There was a red ornament that looked like a twisting tree with a little white dog and a glass crystal ball. Its head turned up howling. A stoneware plate had a spiral woven design made from stoneware and glazed by Robert Sperry. It looked like a dream catcher. Resting on a wall like the untitled red was a lilies and roses by Joanne Hayakawa made from ceramics and real thorns. Another original I found was a large red teardrop entitled Tear for the 20th Century by Irv Tepper and Glazed Porcelain. The tears seem to have collected the world's greaves and stored them in one large tear-shaped container. The piece of work that I found original was Radio Oracle, raku Tortoise Chained to a Functional Radio by Ann Perigo. The exhibit featured a tortoise and raku fired clay with a chain on top of its shell flowing and flowing to a radio the materials used were plastic a chain and stoneware clay the message is saying that a torch is symbolized as being slow in movement but Perigal took it to another level on the hearing sense the animal can pick up on what's really what's happening quickly with technology even if it has to stay chained to the radio as proof it seems to have a better understanding of the world than a human would the tortoise is multicolored and stayed inside its shell. The animal is saying, don't bother me because I'm busy, and I'll only come out when I feel ready because I want to hear something that will be useful to teach everyone. So <laughs> mind how you interpret.
5: I love it. So,
0: thanks. So mind how you interpret animals' behavior. This work related to me because I sense to be one who must prove her worthy in order to stop being classified with incapabilities. So I conclude this trip as something that I will be able to follow in the sculptures' footsteps. The end of this paper. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. You did a you just a hell of a work there.
0: Wait, can you repeat that, Master Scribe?
2: He did some hell of work on that paper. <laughs> I'm just going to tell it like it is. Mm -hmm. Mm
5: -hmm. Very inspiring as well. I mean, um, it provokes thought, and it definitely places special emphasis on keys of life. I like that. Thanks. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Yep, so Tarnished Humanity and Ceramics, you know, went on with my Clay Studio Gallery trip. Yeah, those two combinations, you know, really exposed a lot. Yes, indeed. Thanks for sharing that. And I love You're it awesome.
1: because
5: art is multidimensional. A lot of times, you know, people don't always relate to art in that sense, but we all should. Yeah. There's a variety Thanks. of art. Forms. Mm-hmm. Each one distinct, and um, you can't put art in a box. I think that's that's no. that's the mistake even some teachers have made to say art is this or this is what classical art sounds like, looks like, and feels like. You can't do that. Yeah,
0: and I want to comment on that, Queen friend. <clears throat> this Queens of Poor is say, you know, you can't put art in a box because not it will be a bomb.
7: Oh my! <laughs> Wow.
0: Now that's the truth. Oh, yeah. Art. Oh, no.
5: Art does not want to. Constrict. Oh, no. Art flows. I love that. Here, put art in a box. It will be um, worse than the H bomb, the A bomb, <laughs>
0: all the TNT, you know, dynamite. I don't know which is more explosive, dynamite or a bomb. <laughs>
5: And art. You say a, a weapon of mass destruction. It can make you, or it can destroy you.
0: <laughs> That's art.
8: <laughs>
0: Love it. And then the worst part is uh, when it explodes. What happened? What causes? And then it, you know the person, it would be, uh, the people would be disturbed, labeled disturbed, and trying to explain. You know, art did this.
5: <laughs> mhm. All right, I tell you, a lot of times how deadly it can be. You know, art can kill you or heal you. Art is powerful.
0: Yes, it is. So I'm going to move on, you know, to, all right, uh, this is still the anti-Trump art warriors. Mm Mm-hmm. So, all right, the next are films. Number 1 Brave Star spelled B R B as in Big R A V as in Victor E S T A A R The Legend And um Brave Star was like I think it was an 80s 90s cartoon about um the main character yes and
5: I remember that wasn't a native um it was an indigenous
0: yeah indigenous yeah native american yes. yeah Brave Star was indigenous yeah indigenous yeah Mhm and one other thing, too, he was, uh, I'm going to call it full-blooded because he was dark-skinned.
5: Right. I remember that. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Thirty thirty. He had a sidekick, right? Thirty thirty. Yeah. Yeah, that horse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then there was the, you know, That cartoon. That was a little uh, somebody.
5: Yeah. I remember that.
0: Yeah. And 30 thirty thirty had his uh, trusty rifle, uh, Sarah Jane. <laughs> yeah, Sarah Jane.
5: <laughs> oh, man. <laughs>
0: And there was a shaman, yeah, he went out in his uh was the tot- he was in his totem um his like mountain <laughs> right. Yeah. Mhm. Oh yeah, see they right. got to bring back cuz those
5: cartoons had a lot of uh uh cultural heritage, mm-hmm. historic information in them. Symbolism and things, very important mm-hmm. and yes.
0: Yeah, and mm. I also want to add too is that in my own stories, that's I also have Native Americans in my um, in this series that I'm planning. So especially in my first book, yeah. <clears throat> but you know, in general, in the series that I'm planning. So right. hmm Go on, you can continue. All right. Sorry. Right. number two, the Indian in the cupboards. Mhm. I remember that movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. Good reference. Right. Thanks. Number three, Thunderheart, a film about the 1973 wounded knee incident.
8: Okay.
0: Flash forward to the 21st century. Mm-hmm. hmm Nice. Hey. All right. All right. And next your Next category, books. Number one, Not Without My Daughter by Betty Mahmoody, which is nonfiction. Yes. Number two, Every Living Thing by Cynthia Rylant, which is fiction.
8: Mm-hmm. And
0: number three, The Other Boleyn Girl by Philippa Gregory, also fiction, well, historical fiction.
5: Okay.
0: Because it tells about King Henry the Eighth and the two sisters,
5: right. uh, Mary and
0: Anne Boleyn and their brother George, yes. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. All right.
5: That's next one, um, can you share a little more about that? Because uh, some,
0: maybe they heard of the movie by title name only. Mm-hmm. Uh, All right. You know what? I'm hold, Well, I, yeah, so here's what um, I had intended to do. What I'll do is that, hope, please, while I get the books and I can read the summaries and there'll be more understanding.
8: Okay.
1: hmm
5: In the meantime, um, anyone that has any questions, of course, or commentary, Mr. Boston, if you have any comments about any of the movies that were mentioned of or any of the books, feel free. Right now my mouth mouth
2: is filled up with some chicken (laughs)
5: breast. Okay. No problem. Enjoy, enjoy.
8: (laughs) (laughs) All (laughs) right. Some of us are hungry
2: mhm mm-hmm. mm-hmm. that's my that that's that's, that's, my, that's my special that's my special part of of the chicken you know and and, All men, right? of, and, it, and it's the special part of my woman
8: <laughs> that's right.
0: right
8: well well you know well. what
0: or you know speaking of birds i want to share this I dreamt that... Now, when you start dreaming about the characters, right, you know, something's on the way for you. I dreamt that a, a female bald eagle was perched outside, you know, of my dining room window looking at me. Mmm. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Yes. You, I remember the lion dream. Remember we had
5: a on that when Skyski called in that time? Yeah. He, yes. He, now it's a bald eagle. I'm going I'm gonna let math describe Mr. Boston once he follows that chicken. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna let him elaborate on symbolism regarding <laughs> you seeing a bald eagle perched mm-hmm. outside your dining room window staring at you. Is that well, right? you
2: know the mm-hmm. symbolism of the bald eagle um, gravitates down through culture, but. Mm-hmm. But if you look at the, the indigenous people of America, the bald eagle was a sacred bird. Yeah. And, then, and then after America, the, the, after the, the, the Puritans came over here and mm-hmm. literally decimated right. the, the people, they took that bird and put it on the, on the flag and mm-hmm. created mm-hmm. it as a, as a symbol of freedom. Mm-hmm. But if a bald eagle if a bald eagle lands on my window sill looking out at me, <laughs> um, I, I'm I'm going like try to go up to the window and see if it's going to turn into a human being or some sort or an angel or some sort So that bald eagle symbolizes it symbolizes a lot the spirit the spirituality freedom mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so I'm going to see if that's my if that's my guardian angel.
8: Mm-hmm. I'm not
2: gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm going to see if it's my guardian angel. Period. Point blank. Mm-hmm. You know what? If I talk to it yeah. and it talk back, then we and, and will going have a long conversation.
5: you know
8: something? I, <love that. laughs>
5: I, that I, so so I did what look up I think, Queen think, Uh huh. That dream that that had some some good. That's a powerful mm-hmm. symbolism there. Some good meaning.
0: Yes. And uh, I had looked up, you know, about, you know, eagle symbolism, and I had printed it off. I'm looking it up now, again. And so, uh, let's see, eagle symbolism. Uh, Let's see. It says, when an eagle appears, you are on notice to be courageous and stretch your limits. Do not accept the status quo, but rather reach higher and become more than you believe you are capable of. Look at things from a new, higher perspective. Be patient with the present. Know that the future holds possibilities that you may not yet be able to see. You are about to take flight. Mm. History. History. Mm. I believe that, Queen Zapora. You've been
5: um, always in the grind, always mastering your craft. You're very dedicated and committed to fulfilling your goals in regards mm-hmm. to your literary, literary projects and other. So I really believe what you said, what you just shared about the symbolic meaning of the eagle. I believe that it is so
0: about you. I really do.
8: Mm-hmm.
0: Affirmative. Thanks. All right. So getting back to... <clears throat> With uh, All right, I have the three books that I had just mentioned, so I'm going to read their summaries. All right, Not Without My Daughter by Betty Mahmoudi. In August 1984, Michigan housewife Betty Mahmoudi accompanied her husband to his native Iran for a two-week vacation. To her horror, she found herself and her four-year-old daughter, Matab, virtual prisoners of a man rededicated to a Shiite Muslim faith in a land where women are near slaves and Americans are despised. Their only hope for escape lay in a dangerous underground that would not take her child. Now, the true story of this courageous woman and her breathtaking odyssey burst upon a screen in the Pathé Entertainment Production star and Academy Award winner, Sally Field. <clears throat> All right. Next book, Every Living Thing, Stories by Cynthia Rylant, Decorations by S.D. Schindler. Here are 12 deeply moving short stories from the perceptive pen of Cynthia Rylant. Each captures the moment when someone's life changes, when an animal causes a human being to see things in a different way and perhaps changes his life. Mm, Oh, my. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking of your dream now. Mm
5: -hmm. you see seeing that eagle. Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, and I do have a, you know, a a male American bald eagle (laughs) in my story. Wow. Mm. Mm -hmm. So how about this? The story, that thing
5: art imitates life, your story is starting to communicate with you, your characters. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. On a conscious, more of a conscious instead of subconscious. You're a conscious. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. All uh, right. Yeah.
0: Connections. Mm-hmm. All right. So, and here is The Other Boleyn Girl by Philippa Gregory. A rich and compelling novel of love, sex, ambition, and intrigue, The Other Boleyn Girl introduces a woman of extraordinary determination and desire who lived at the heart of the most exciting and glamorous court in Europe and survived by following her heart. When Mary Boleyn comes to court as an innocent girl of 14, she catches the eye of Henry VIII. Dazzled, Mary falls in love with both her golden prince and her growing role as unofficial queen. However, she soon realizes just how much she is a pawn in her family's ambitious plots as the king's interest begins to wane and she is forced to step aside for her best friend and rival, her sister Anne. Then Mary knows that she must defy her family and her king and take her fate into her own hands. Mm. Mm. Okay. All right. Moving on. And this is uh, for those the callers who just called in. This is the anti-Trump art warriors. <clears throat> All right, games, or rather one game, game slash, you know, s game, parentheses, S, close parentheses. Horizon Zero Dawn is an action role-playing video game for PlayStation 4. You also watch on YouTube.com. The plot revolves around Aloy, Aloy, a hunter and archer living in a world overrun by robots. Having been outcast her whole life, she sets out to discover the dangers that kept her sheltered. The character makes use of ranged melee weapons and stealth tactics to combat the merchandise, wait, merchandise creatures whose remains can also be looted for resources. A skill tree facilitates gameplay improvement. The game features an open-world environment for Alloy to explore Divided into tribes that hold side quests to undertake while the main story guides are throughout the whole game mm. mhm, all right, continuing moving on history folly of colonization. Now I hold that the American Negro owes no more to the Negroes in Africa than he owes to the Negroes in Africa than he owes to the Negroes in America. There are millions of needy people over there, but there are also millions of needy people over here as well, and the millions in America need intelligent men of their numbers to help them as much as intelligent men are needed in Africa to help them as much as intelligent men are needed in Africa to help her people. Mm. Besides, we have a right on our hands right here. A fight for the redemption of the whole race and a blow struck successfully for the Negro in America is a blow struck for the Negro in Africa. For until the Negro is respected in America, he need not expect consideration elsewhere.
8: Mm-hmm. All
0: this native land talk, however, is nonsense. The native land of the American Negro is America. Frederick Douglass, and this is from a YouTube clip called Somebody Lied, Part One, African Americans Ain't African.
8: Uh, uh, uh.
0: I have to share something on that topic. I just read an article.
5: Sure. <laughs> it was about the first or the sovereigns who were here hmm. in America, and it said that they were um, Africans, but they were Moors, and they were the indigenous people. They were here first, and these were the ones that were not brought over on the on the ships from various countries of
0: Africa and enslaved
5: for
8: here.
0: So and Queen France, yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. I just want to comment on that. Yeah, I remember reading how there were uh, native Africans that came to America as traders and settlers.
5: Yeah. And and establishers of the sovereigns were the establishers of our government. They were the ones that taught George Washington. We we're talking about yeah. the founding fathers. I think you made mention of them one of the former episodes. Yeah. Um being yeah, was. Um,
0: yeah, uh, the, I the authors
5: you. the articles of mm-hmm. in the first
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. So the I text you the picture of the original founding fathers on a shirt. You know what? Can you send it to me by email as well? Because I need to post that with an um, article. Sure. Yeah, Thanks. they were Geronimo. You're welcome. They were Geronimo, Chief Joseph, Sitting Bull, and Red Cloud. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they were our yeah the Morris answer. Yep.
5: Ever wondered about that? We're giving you truth mm-hmm. here. Also, Queen Deporta, how much more do you have to read? We have some poets on the line for sure. open
0: mic. All right yeah all right all I have to read is just the last part you know is uh music mhm all right and speaking of moors all right here's number one Native American moors meditation mm
8: uh,
0: number two nas i can and number three i ni ma spell a h a h n like nancy e as an earl e as an earl and ma m like matt a as in apple H as in Henry and it's the spirit of the Canyon 2001 full album Native American Music
5: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just want to hold on
9: Shalom Salam This meditation is regression therapy For the Native American Moors, this is the Native American Moors Meditation. For those who want to meet the ancestors, the ancient ones, the mound builders. Now, before we get started, I want you to find a comfortable chair. So
5: I just wanted to share that. It's an actual link. I'm going to share it in the chat room Mm
8: -hmm.
5: and also on the event page. But the Native American Moors Meditation is very, very inspirational. And especially for us who are of Native Mm -hmm. indigenous ancestry, it actually goes into telling about our foreparents and what feats they did achieve and, and were accomplished here in the Americas, and I think that it's important that we know that history just as much, if not more, than the other history they've been only teaching in our school system, which was that poor parents were enslaved and brought over here on ships. Some of them were already here. That's all I'm saying.
0: And, and Queen Fran, I also want to add to it is that um, in my story, my first book, I was, you know, I was looking at it, and I unconsciously have, you know, Moorish Native Americans in my story, or rather Moorish history,
8: yeah, like
0: this Moorish world history. Yeah, but it was, you know, guiding me, <laughs> and I didn't know it. And then when I, you know, came across the research and I saw the connection.
5: Mm-hmm. And remember, and we so touched
0: on that about the
5: DNA and the power, yes, of our yes. DNA. A lot of times we don't understand why we do mm-hmm. the things we do, but right we have our our uh the DNA of our four mm-hmm. mothers and four parents in us guiding us too. And and yeah. there's a lot of wisdom in that.
0: Yes and uh yeah and I've had people, you know, showing you know that they acknowledge, you know, my Native American ancestry from like being like, you know, both disrespectfully and you know like showing you know, then showing, you know, the stereotypes and all. Or you know, like throughout life, I was asked, "Are you Indian?"
5: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Thank you. Thanks so much for sharing as well. Is that? Is there anything more, please, support? Is that everything? And then, if so, if you can share your contact information for anyone that would to mm-hmm. correspond with you uh, post tonights show.
0: Yeah. All right, that's all, you know, the information I have for tonight. And for, you know, contacting me, uh, I'm going to give my email. All right, it's uh, Pisces, like the Zodiac P, like Peter, I-S-C, like Cat E-S, 2143, that's the number two, number one, number four, number three, at Verizon.net.
6: Are there any other questions for me?
9: No, I don't have any. Mm
6: -hmm. All right, then. So I'm going to sign off for tonight.
0: So this is Queen Zapora Thelman of Exceptional Scribble, Episode 154, your co-hostess, for Tuesday, March the 14th, 2017. And I wish everyone a nice evening. Until next time.
2: Bye, girlfriend.
0: Okay. Well, I, support. The- I want to say thanks so much for
5: all the information that you shared tonight. It was all relevant and very good resource information, I'm sure, for most of us. Now we have some more homework to do, and we will definitely look up those references you shared, and um, if you have, if anyone who's on the call now has any questions for Queen Zippor, uh Queen Zapora can you share that contact information once more? She's requesting that you would send her an email, um, and of course, uh, be very plain and concise in your request. Uh, of course, you know, she is our lead facilitator for the Free Publishing Tips Hour, and she can assist you in regards to publishing. Um, and if you have any other questions, anything relating to the show, we have an email. You can email the Exceptional Scribble show at scribble at com. Queen Zipporah?
0: Sure. my email again is spelled Pisces, P like Peter, I, S, C like Cat, E as in Earl, S as in Sam, number two, number one, number four, number three, at net. N like Nancy, E as in Earl, T as in Todd. Okay.
5: Thanks, Queen DePores. Have a peaceful and restful evening. And I do want to say yes, uh, Kane, I did get disconnected.
8: <laughs>
5: mm. Um, that was an accident on my end. But um I'm i re you know, connectivity has been reestablished and thank you for calling in to share some poetry. We're gonna hear some poems. We have um a master scribe on the line, we have a king poet on the line, we got some uh, literary artists with us on this call. So if you would like to hang on, uh, ladies and gentlemen, you're going to hear some awesome poetry. And this is all original poetry. Uh, we're going to begin with, we have uh, Kane Spade and then Mr. Boston, Master Scribe, is on the call. So, King Poet Kane Spade, Mr. DSR, I am giving you the mic to start off this open mic session tonight. Welcome back.
10: Hey, thanks for, yes, yes. Thanks for the welcome, Fran Sage Poet. Uh, Shout out to Queen Sephora mm-hmm. for that segment, all that knowledge. You know, she was going in. I mean, yeah, I mean, she had me at when she was talking about art. And you know, all that, I mean, y'all was going deep. I got to say
5: it again. Y'all was going deep. Thanks so much. Thanks. We appreciate that. I tell you what, well, we're going to go even deeper now. We got to go. We got to go. Um, it's all about soul tonight. And, of course, we're celebrating Women's History Month. March is renowned as the month that we celebrate women's history. So, um, of course, anyone that has any one special they would like to pay tribute to on tonight, you're welcome to do so, paying tribute to a superheroine or a hero in your life. And at this time, Kane Spade, I'm handing you the mic. If you want to pay tribute, you can do so and then spit your poetry. Thank you. All
10: right. Well, I'm going to give a shout-out by paying uh, – Tribute to my own mother, you know, uh, she uh, took care of me since I was born. I mean, she always had my back. Uh, Number one woman in my life would be my mother, even though I probably get on her damn nerves. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, yeah, definitely
5: shout out to my mother. Beautiful. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Mr. DSR, Cain Spade is about this bit some poetry, and it's original. Cain Spade, the mic is now in your hands. Yeah. Well, like I was saying,
10: y'all was going deep in art today, so this piece is called The Blank Page. Mm. Like this. I sit here looking at a blank page, realizing as a writer there are so many paths to take, to feed, to absorb, but where should I go? Or where should I take you? It seems like I keep talking about the same old thing, thinking what has life had to offer me or what do I have to offer life? After reading this or many of you either hit the stop button, turn the page, said the hell with this guy. Someone already said this before, but in life, everything that was said in the present was already said years oh. ago and will be said in the future it doesn't matter what language it was so how can I come up with something new more importantly who are you rather who am I to question you ponder my existence science says I'm an organism blood, flesh, bone, skin, organs I am a human, I am a man we live, we die we reproduce, is this all we do ha <laughs> ha Maybe I have too many questions. However, I think when I don't have any more questions, that could be the time to fear. Where do I go from here? My fate tied to one world, one country, one state, one city. So why should I ponder so many thoughts, so many questions? Am I crazy? Could be. (laughs) Is the life I have now all there is, or am I wasting time thinking I know there is more than this? As reality presents, there is always more than everything anyone could possibly know. I wonder, did I take you somewhere just now, or did you take me? Fill the page, and that's always on DSR all damn day. In peace.
5: Mmm. Oh, wow. I love that piece. I love that piece. The flow, how fluid, uh the rhythm and the rhyme. It was it was that piece. That piece, that's a strong piece right there. I wouldn't deem it as saying it's your signature piece cuz I've heard so many um pieces by you that could be your signature piece, but that definitely has that potential and quality to be a piece that wherever you go, if you spit that piece, everyone's going to always remember you by that piece. Um, Very strong, very powerful blank page. Yes. As a writer, we've all been there. We've had that moment where it was just a blank page in front of us. And it's like, okay, where do I take my pen? Where is my pen taking me? What does the ink think in, in this moment? Um, how should I spit my ink? All those questions, you know, we have questions. And and somehow some in some order it all just comes together on paper. We can't even explain it. It's that uh journey, that journey as an artist, we all take it every time we sit down or we stand up to to write things down. Um it's 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 a mystical experience. It's an out-of-body experience, and we can't always put our finger on it and just know where we're going. Sometimes uh, some of our best writings uh, came about out of us just being in that moment, in that mantra, not really knowing what we were going to write about, but just knowing it was time to write. And so I love that piece. As an artist, I salute your pen, and I salute you for the composition of that piece awesome job anyone else want to comment on oh you know uh,
2: i got to say
5: something yeah
2: (laughs) yeah yeah mr dsr yeah you know what time it is man you always got that thing going on you know what i'm saying with your pen i like the power that you put in your work man i just have to give it to you thumbs up hey hey thank you mr
10: boston BSR all-damn-day family, you already know what it is, like you said, man. With respect <laughs> to you and your diversity, and uh, thanks, Brandon Sage, Paul, for everything you said as well. You're welcome. I, Thank
9: I, you, too. i like to speak on that, Paul.
5: Automatic, charismatic. The mic is in your hands.
9: Well, um, one thing, I, I I just appreciate Kane's poetry. Um, it's so real and so valid. Um and it just takes me to all these areas and uh you you are just um you you have you're just a special talented, uh king. Um and King, I do appreciate your art at all times. You know, I used to be with D S R and D S R is still a part of me. You know, I got Viper. Uh DSR is still part of my journey. It's something that I love and um you know, still a connection.
5: All right, all right. I heard that. That's the powerful thing about poetry and art in general, it connects people, it doesn't matter where in the world you're located, it connects us all. It it, it is the internet. <laughs> for real, for real. Art and poetry works like the internet. It's like this major network, and if you are of that community, you 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 just kind of attract to each other. It's just a, a magical thing, or shall I say, it's a spiritual cord that cannot be broken. Um, Thank you so much, Automatic Charismatic. Thank you so much, Master Scribe. Now we're going to hear some poetry from Mr. Hey, yo,
10: wait a minute, Francine, I'm sorry to cut you off. I'm about to uh hang up. I just wanted to say things are sure. Automatic, Charismatic, and uh, I wanted to ask for your permission, Francine, to tell you what's gonna uh going down this Saturday.
5: Oh, yes indeed. You got my permission.
10: All right, thank you. It's yes, going down this Saturday, uh DSR presents all artists line up. Yeah, we brung back that show, uh, Fran, the sage poet, and uh, it's going to be three hosts, a DSR. We're breaking in two of them. We already got the veteran on with them. It's going to be
5: okay.
10: Meezy. He's the newbie. Sam Meezy will be hosting. Co-hosting will be Black Rose, brand-new DSR member, and uh, also co-hosting will be Poetic Soul.
5: Oh, Okay.
10: Yeah, we're going to be featuring a singer-songwriter named Hiram. I mm. think that's how you pronounce her name. I'm connected to her on Facebook. She has a video while she's singing, dancing, performing in that video I we'll be sharing during this week. So stay up, stay tuned, and be prepared for DSR's or Artists Line Up at 9 p.m., so 11 p.m. Eastern this Saturday night.
9: Yes, all damn day.
2: Yes. All goddamn day
9: for Shelsie. Mm-hmm.
8: Yeah.
10: <laughs> 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 all I'm damn day.
8: <laughs> oh.
10: <laughs> Yes, it did. Hey, thanks for having me, your friend, Sage, stage poet. You are Shout welcome. And uh, Mr. Boston. Thanks again, friend, stage poet.
5: You're welcome. Hello. All and right. more to you, uh, Mr. DSR. Congratulations on the new show lineup, the new uh, host of that show, and much success to you in that panel.
2: Yes, thank
5: you. You're welcome. Okay, Mr. Boston,
2: you're up. Damn. Okay, I'm gonna tell you, I was writing this poem while we was on the show earlier, and I kind of ran away with this poem, so y'all had to bear Uh, with me. No problem. And I haven't even, I I haven't even edited the poem, so uh, y'all just bear with me. Somewhere she waits to make you win. Your soul and her firm. Exquisite hands somewhere the gods have made for you, the woman who understands. As the tide went out, she found him last to a spar of despair. The wreck of his ship around him. The wreck of his dreams in the air. The wreck of the dreams in his air found him and loved him and gathered the soul of him close to her heart. The soul that had sailed at uncharted sea, the soul that had sought to win and be free, the soul which she was part, and there, in the dust, she cried to the man, "When your' battle, you can, you can, broken by fate, unrelenting, scarred by the lashings of chance, bitter his heart unrepenting, hardened by circumstance. Mm-hmm. shadowed by failure ever cursing he would have died but the touch of her hand her strong warm hand and her love of his soul took full command just as the turn of the tide standing beside him filled with trust when she whispered you must you must helping and loving and guiding urging when that were best holding her fears and hiding deep in her quiet breast." This is the woman who kept him true to his standards lost. When tossed in the storm and stress of strife, her thought he thought himself through with the game of life and ready to pay the cost, watching and guarding, whispering still, when you can and you will, you will. This is the story of ages. This is the woman's way, wiser than seers or sages, lifting us day by day. Facing all things with a courage nothing can daunt or dim. Treading life's path whenever it leads, lined with flowers or choked with weeds. But ever with him, Gideon, comrade, golden spur, the men who win are helped by her. Somewhere she waits, strong in belief, your soul in her firm, exquisite hand. Think well the gods when she comes to you, the woman who understands. Beautiful woman come out to play, reveal your inner treasures. The sparkle in your eyes, the natural swing in your walk, you radiate excitement and enthusiasm. You need no latest fashion, no expensive haircuts, no binding big accessory. You glow in your passion, passionate in your pursuit. You know what you are made of. You are not easily bothered by the minus opinion of others. You know very well where you want to go. You are a joy to watch and inspiration to others. Your pure soul, an endless marvel. Beautiful woman, that your brilliance shine through. Your eyes speak of true inner beauty. A woman is all about her femininity. That's the stuff that she's made of. She has within her layers and depths of her thoughts and feelings. She reminds you of an onion, seemingly translucent to tantalize your imagination only to uncover layer upon layer, filling off in, to reveal yet another layer. She's never one-dimensional. That's not what she's made to be. Her layers serve only to protect, to protect her very core of being, her deepest core so very well hidden from the harsh glare of unenlightenment, generously sharing her genuine being. Only to those who she trusts with her core, you can only choose to let go, resisting not her many-womanly charms. But be swept up by her many faucets and dimensions, uttering what astonishing femininity. Somewhere she waits to make you in, your soul in her firm, exquisite hands. Somewhere the gods have made for you the woman who understands. And the tide went out, she found him in peace. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
5: Well, well, the siren just went off, man. Subscribe. <laughs> you blew the top off the building.
2: <laughs> mm. I That's, definitely didn't mean to.
5: That piece. It's all right, though. It's all right. The building is still together, it's still intact. We just don't have a roof no more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nine one one. What's your
9: emergency?
5: <laughs> <laughs> I think that emergency was we ran out of ink. He he stole all the ink. The well. Got to get some more ink now. i find it. Wow. stick for it. Wow. Go get it. Wow. All right though, we forgive you this one time. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. That piece was quite 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 excellent. And I, I like that. I like it. I remember you were writing it and yeah. we were doing our tributes and saluting uh super heroines and sheroes and unsung uh you know, superwomen and so yeah. I have nothing but the utmost respect for your pen and for you for rendering to us that piece. Um, that was epic, and definitely I'm I'm going to need you to come back on next week if you can to spit that same piece. There were some people that weren't able to uh, tune in tonight that I definitely want to hear that piece. Okay, I will do that. Yes, indeed. Thank you. And who would you like to dedicate that to?
2: Wow. So many of my female friends out there that I can dedicate that to. You know, uh, you, uh, my, 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 Lady of Love, uh, Uh. uh, Susan Lewis, uh, Sylvia Ware, uh, Mm -hmm. boy, a lot of them, you know, because they've been there, you know. I, 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 you know, Francine, I write a lot of poems dedicated to my different female friends on Facebook. Yeah. And, and all of those people that I write those poems to is those people who have been with me for a long time and supported me for a very long time. When you see me write a particular piece uh, uh, to one of the females on my page, I mean, they've been there for a long time or they, they're there supporting me for me you know, and so I write the dedications to them to let them know that I do care about them, and if they're they're in need, they can always pick up the phone and call me, you know, and if I can help them, I will definitely help them without, uh, without a second thought, because they've been there through traveling with me through my education all the way up till now, and a lot of them come over from some of my other pages that they've closed down, and locked me out of and stuff like that. So they've been with me for a long, long time. And a lot of people say, oh, I'm just trying to get at them. No, I just want the listening audience to know if I write a piece of poem that's dedicated to you, it's because I'm letting you know that I appreciate you and for all the things that you have done and all of the chats and all of the phone calls and stuff like that. You know, That's the reason why I write those poems.
5: Awesome, awesome. And that's wonderful, especially for the woman, um, the female population, because so often women are um, abused in so many ways in our society. And so when we can take a moment to just give women their just deal, to sing them their praises, Allow them to to know and to feel that, yes, you are much appreciated. We're doing something good, and it's the greater good that's being performed. Um, yeah. As a woman, uh, and on behalf of a woman, I must say it was an honor tonight. I paid tribute to Dr. Maya Angelou. Um, I read her piece, Phenomenal Woman, and I felt her essence. I have to say this. I felt her essence when reading that piece. And I think it's because when you truly admire a woman for all that she is and what she has done. And, of course, we know she recently has transitioned um, within the past few years. But she has achieved so many things and impacted the world via her art, her writings. Um, To pay tribute to her was an honor for me, because I know she's one of the writers that, as a poet, I'm always referring and reflecting on. Um, She masterfully collected her thoughts and feelings and, and words and was able to achieve things in writing that very few often achieve in life. And I think that if I can have the opportunity, just a quarter of her essence to experience in achieving the things that I'm here to achieve, I've done something good for society. I really um, honor her. I honor her. And every time I pick up a pen, it's not a moment that I can say, where I pick up a pen that I don't refer or reflect to, wow, what would Maya have thought of in this case, you know, or or how would she say this, or, um, you know, I'm unique. I have my own way with words, but sometimes I like to refer and reflect on Maya and and things that she said in writing or did and allow that to inspire me, you know, not to mimic her, because her voice is hers. I I have my own, but to allow her works to inspire me as I am in process of creating my own. So you know we all have um, those whom we revere, in in whatever we are. You know, as, whether it's artist, uh, novelist, poet spoken word artists, what have you. And we have those greats, those legends that we glean from who inspire us to be all that we can be. And she's definitely one who inspires me. So I definitely have to pay tribute to her. Paying tribute to all the elders, elders who are um, the heroines, superheroines in my life, um, parents, parents grandparents, parents, birth parents, spiritual parents, there's so many. Um, and just to say to the women in general, um, I breathe because you gave birth to this. You know, it was you, your inspiration, your your courage, your wisdom, all those things breathed into me, um, in essence, what I am today. I am because yes. we are, yes indeed. Uh Automatic Charismatic. The mic is now extended to you. It's in your hands. And feel free to spit whatever you would like to spit tonight. And of course keep in mind we are paying tribute to the unsung heroines, heroes, and super women.
9: All right, this poem is called an apology. Mm-hmm. And I'm doing it
5: straight for my um for my mind. Okay, thank you. From
9: every filth that you had to endure. To be degraded like you are lesser than who you are. To be in that place like it felt like hell. See you are beautiful. See I apologize for what you had to endure. And maybe sometimes that that black man, or that man could not be there for you. And you had to be strong, doing things on your home. And I had to apologize because your beautiful, it's not, it's not being looked at. It was being ignored. And see, now you be restored to another level because you are special. See, I apologize. Every time I look into your eyes, I want to evaporate into your lifestyle. The strength, the condition, the recognition that you truly deserve. That I speak on every word that I have love for you. See, I apologize. Because I know it's kind of hard out here. I know the struggles that you had to endure are here, and it's not always easy. But yet you keep smiling the face. You are here, Wonder Woman. Inside your womb, inside your place of reality, a world, a space, a time. A time to react now. A time to reflect now. And I apologize. See, I apologize because it seems like the world could be so unfair to you all deep into your values. But see, you are a beautiful smile awakened, nothing mistaken. And in your reality, you are growing right as a flower. You have the power, the power of a smile. Without you, how could the man exceed to his expectation. Without you, these only led down to devastation. See, comes the time that we apologize, that we put you back on that throne to where you belong, Now, be strong. Here's your crown. Here is your way for your mind to be in the lounge. And let me express how beautiful you are. Let me look out at you just one more time. Because I call you queen. And let be be beautiful and not that other word. Let me observe. You see, you have to be a queen again. You see, you have to be appreciated again. You see, you have to be your values of your worth must go up again. You see, I need that smile from you again, and you have cried so many times because it's just been that hard, and I apologize for one day and a new day when our apologies become solutions. No more apologetic. It's about doing what's needed now. Putting our actions in effect. Mm. This is Mr. Automatic Charismatic, the lyrical Lindsay King of Codes. I salute the woman, for you are powerful. As I look at you, I see honorable. Put the viper to viper and thrive.
5: Awesome, awesome, awesome. Wow. I tell you, women. <laughs> Women, if you've never felt accepted, um, appreciated, you should feel it tonight. Because so these men are, from their heart and soul, telling you just how special you are and what you mean. Um, I'm so very honored and humbled. Thank you, automatic, charismatic. That was that was special, and. For our listeners, those that may not have been aware, that was freestyle, meaning he did not write that down. That was just letting his mind spit. You know, that was that was mind spit. Um, awesome. That was from his heart and soul. Um, charismatic, automatic charismatic. Is there anything that you would like to say? Uh, to someone out there that maybe they've never attempted to do freestyle, spoken
9: well, word. When I say, when you're freestyling, uh, one thing I would say is don't be afraid to mess up mm. and overcome your mistakes. Mm-hmm. But but now I apologize for your mistakes. Wow. <laughs> Um, yeah. just, if you're about to make a mistake that nobody else will know, can you tell somebody that you made a mistake? Mm-hmm. So, I always, I'm like, uh, Tony Frax. let it flow. hmm Uh, everything's gonna work out, don't you know?
5: Hmm. I heard that. I heard that. I love it. I love it. I love it. Let it flow. That's key. That's key because art is fluid. Art flows. You cannot put art in a box. Art is fluid. If you try to contain water, what is water going to do? Water is going to come out through the cracks. It's like that. You cannot contrive, restrict, imprison art. Many have tried to imprison artists because their art Spoke against all that was happening within the world and society that was wrong. And one thing about art is this, art is truth. Art is the truth. If you try to silence art, you will not achieve that goal because as soon as you try to silence one artist, there's going to be ten to rise up in the place of that one that's going to testify that same truth. So the bottom line is, art has its right to exist and to live and to be and to express itself. And as an artist, we note that we we have no issue with that. We affirm that truth. And I want to ask Mr. Bostonell if you have another piece. Uh, for- oh, way. Bit.
2: Okay,
5: oh, yeah, I, can't,
2: like I guess fire. I can do that. Okay, I guess I can do that. I guess I can mm-hmm. do that another piece. Hmm. A tranquilizing spirit presses now on my corporeal frame. The wide appears the island where survival is solitude. A behavioral examination of the forward rate on a biasness, moral motives suppressed by constraint. Presently, my soul grew stronger, hesitating then no longer of wiser thoughts and feelings blot out, out our passions from our brain. But each day brings its petty dust. Every city will be rebuilt on its mound. Every citadel will stand on its proper site. I will show compassion. These should be fruitful steps to further our understanding. It's a moment of absolute calm and eerie mental acuity. When the record's... Rick records any changes in vision under the different compassionate conditions The excavation reveal the sophistication of love and trust between eros and psyche. this constitution of compassion. And so we walked and talked of the discourses on love and therefore, as I said at first, for you would have filled me full of a stream of wisdom, plantaneous and fair. Whereas the principle which ought to to be the guide for men who would nobly live upon our lotus flower growing in our heart nursed by the purity of love and compassion. Out of the center of this beautiful flower comes a golden stream of light which fills beauty, contentment, surrounds us with the feeling of love, of well-being. There the room filled him or her with the warmth and joy that comes from our hearts just as the soft rains fill the streams pour into the rivers and join together. Into oceans. Oceans of hearts dwell respect who follow the wisdom and compassion of the way. May your life prosper and end. We are in the golden chain of love that stretched around the world. She examined all properties and found no hesitation, obstructions buried in her intent. Love has always supplied her need to give, never flesh incorporated. She eagerly formulates each application to heal the sick of soul. That stands before her citadel door. She turns none away, judgment murmurs not her lips. The luxury soft she spreads with love. Love covers in love over and under with love. In peace, mister Boston from D S R all down day.
7: Wow, wow,
5: wow, wow, wow. <coughs> That's art right there. <laughs> Mm.
2: <laughs> That's practice.
5: <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's practice.
8: <laughs> Whoa! Uh,
2: yeah. See, a lot of people wouldn't even get that. You know, people wouldn't miss. Wouldn't even got nothing. I said right there.
8: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. It was way past superficial. It was <laughs> way past physical. <laughs>
5: Mm-mm-mm. I respect that. That kind yeah. of is the ink that's everlasting. That that That's when you have reached the epitome. You have ascended. That ink never dies. That's no. truth. When you get there in your yeah. writing, that's, that's where you need to be.
2: Yes.
5: That's yes. Solid. It keeps
2: me grounded. It keeps me grounded, solid. You know... <laughs> And you know what, Francine? Do Do you know that's the reason why a lot of females are on my page?
8: Mm.
2: A lot of them, you know, a lot of them. Because the ones that really understand, and you look at the feedback in the in the on the pieces, the ones that really understand, you can really see it. Even when I do my erotic pieces, my erotic pieces are even up into that spiritual realm. You know, a lot of people just be thinking. I'll be talking about the physical. I'll be way on beyond that. You know, I'm an old guy. You know what I'm saying? I'm an old school guy. Mm-hmm. So you know, the, the 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 physical aspect of it does, does not even it don't even move me at all. You know, so and so when I write on that level, I write on that level, speaking and teaching at the same time. Yeah, so people would understand the to elevate themselves to a higher rim of themselves. You Mm. know, as long as you stay stuck in that one little box, you're not going to never know them but what's inside that box. And even if somebody opened the top of that box, if you never climb up that ladder of life to see what's on the other side of that box, you're still only going to know what's in that box.
7: That's right.
2: See?
5: (sighs) We got to come out of that box. Mm Mm-hmm.
2: Definitely do definitely do and that's what i try to teach you got to come out you got to come from beyond you got to you i i i try to teach in a way that you have to read it three or four times to understand what i'm saying you got to unlearn what you've been taught since the third grade and learn something to that's right all, all you
7: going
2: to, all you're going to be teaching is what's been taught to you from third grade until <laughs> 12th grade and 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 99% of what they taught you in third grade to the 12th grade is false, been refuted. Wow. But they still teach you it, you um, know. So, so You know, it was, it, was, it was a, yeah, it was a, I, I, this morning I had a conversation with with a lady, and she was talking about Mary Magdalene and how she was painted to be a oar in the Bible. And I said, and when I went to go tell her that, that was a falsity for, for a man to gain control and power of the church because back in the day, women were the power in the church.
8: Mm-hmm. And
2: they painted Mary a whore for the, for Pope Gregory painted Mary a whore in order to take control of the church. And then, then and in, in, in if they looked at anything, if they really read the Bible, uh, you would understand that when, when they crucified Jesus and put him in his tomb, and when he arose, well, then he made Mary an apostle of apostles. That means she was the boss, mm. you know. And people don't understand that. If they look at it wrong. No, he just, he, just, he just told her to go tell the disciples that he was alive. No, if you read it correctly and read it rightly and give her her just due. Mm. He made her apostle of apostles. That means she was over all the apostles and it was, and it was a proven fact cuz I think if I'm not mistaken um i think one of the one of the uh disciples tried to kill her tried to drown her uh and this is and it goes on and on because people don't study
8: mm-hmm. you know
2: they, they they don't study and this is the point i will be trying to make all the you see yeah and and then another instance what is, is and yeah and another instance is is if they still teach that Mary was a whore in in the church today, but if they look and read, they will see that the the Vatican, the Vatican changed it in 1969 that she was not
9: mm-hmm. a whore,
2: you know. And they but they still teach that mess in church. That's mm-hmm. why I don't go to churches because they don't teach the right thing and they they infuse us, infuse for power and control and the. To, to continue to dumb down for to get that basket full. And, and that's the reason why I don't go to church. But I, that's why I teach it the way I teach it, and I teach it from study and research, mm-hmm. you know. So you can, you can come and refute me with all the scripture that you want. But I got fact. You know, you're reading for something that somebody wrote for power and control. And then she got mad at me because I, 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 I went on to... to to tell her that the Bible itself, as you see it today, the Bible, the King James version of the Bible, as you see it today, is a a book built on the foundation of rape, murder, thievery, and control.
8: Mm-hmm. The fact.
2: Read it carefully. Read it carefully, and, and 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 you'll see that it's all that whole foundation of the the or the Bible, what they want to call it, is built on murder, rape, and thievery, and control. Yeah.
9: Oh, you're not I, I, I want to um, add something to that, mm-hmm. uh, to what Mr. Foster said, and I just want to appreciate everything that he said. Um, uh, I, I really don't want to be off the subject too much, right. but uh, when, I, when I was looking at Jesus uh, at so many churches, and I read uh, Revelations uh, 1, uh, 12 to uh, 115, Um it just didn't match to what the Bible is saying and uh the first thing that people would say that uh well uh it doesn't matter what Jesus looked like but here's two facts. Uh Jesus is coming and it mattered to the disciples. I say if it matters it matters to the disciples of what he looked like because they gave a description about Jesus. I yeah, but the
2: people thing people. of it is, is, the thing of it is, is charismatic, is which Jesus are they talking about and what Jesus are they worshiping? Are they worshiping Jesus the rebel, Jesus the supposed to be son of God, or Jesus the rabbi? Mm, you
9: understand? Exactly. It, 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 exactly, that's what I'm getting to. Um, yeah. See, the uh, white Jesus, supposed to be Jesus. It's the Sarah For right mhm came from the Romans, came from the Roman Catholics, yeah, yeah, and people are uh, God says we are false idols, and people are, and we are and I believe we are in revelations right now, yeah, when people begin
2: to understand that when they was birthed from the universe, when they were being created inside the Yanni that God gave them everything within their DNA structure to overcome this earth. We choose to not to overcome this earth. We do. We make the prime decision not to overcome this earth. And 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 if you people don't even know what they're reading because if you really look at the Bible in its presently. The Bible is not a holy book. The astrotheological hybrid or the Helios Bibliotheque, whichever one you want to call it, if you read it correctly, you will understand that it's the study of the sun. Real talk. Research it. Mm-hmm. And you'll find the truth. Believe me.
5: You, I just, just want to minute. say to our listening audience, when you tune in, the Exceptional scribble show, I promise you, every week, We go deep, and we cover a lot. We don't just talk about specifically just composition and the writing process. We go into spirituality talk. We go into health talk, and that's um, health of the body, the mind, and the spirit and soul. So um, just for those tuning in, they're probably like, well, where are they going with this? Listen, this is what happens on this platform in this program, and I do encourage it because we need to study. We need to read more. We need to gain understanding. And a lot of times we lack understanding or overstanding. We we don't subject ourselves to study. We're not Mm. students. We're not students. Mm. A real student is a lifetime learner.
8: Mm, It doesn't matter how many
5: degrees they have. They can travel every continent, and they can live in them all, but they're never going to close their mind to new information. That's a real student. And I want to challenge all of our listeners to become, if you're not one already, become a real student, a lifetime learner. You will grow intellectually, spiritually, socially, emotionally, in every aspect of living, you will grow to your fullest potential and reach your fullest potential if you become a real student and that's mm-hmm. my for well, this I, I totally agree with that
9: um and i and i um as a matter of fact, I have a science to uh learning uh called co revolution I, I put it on my blog um mm-hmm. One of the things that uh, that I want to teach is that uh, it's very important to absorb what we uh, study. Mm-hmm. In other words, uh, how much is in your mind, and how much, how many times do you have to go to your book? It's like uh, your studies become. As you study, um, you know I, I can break information down in sixty ways. I, uh, so I I do want to uh, teach people to learn uh, information in a fast-paced way.
5: That's right. To learn information fast, <laughs> that is significant. We're in the internet age. We're in the age where information comes at you in so many directions and fast and if you cannot break it down in a fast manner you will be behind the times. So I do want to challenge everyone in that regard as well. Um learn how. It's an art to that. It takes study, practice. As Mr Boston mentioned, it takes practice. You gotta rehearse. You gotta practice. You gotta be diligent. That's all we're saying. Be diligent. If you're diligent at achieving a goal, you will achieve it and you will become Mm -hmm. a master. That's how masters become masters. They're diligent. They don't just do a thing for a few hours a day and then the next day drop it and then pick it back up three days later. No. Every day. Every day. Um, I watched on BET and I didn't plan to watch it one night. I just happened to be up. And I was finished doing everything else that I needed to do that day, and there was the uh, movie about New Edition on BET, and I rarely watch BET. Um, and I was watching it, and I was like, okay. Now I was young during the time when they came out as a as a musical group, New Edition, and I remember when they came out. I was. I think I was like fifth grade, sixth grade.
2: Yeah, they grew up. They grew up. They grew up exactly four blocks from where I live at right now.
5: How about that? Mm-hmm. And then I I watched the show and I'm like, whoa! So many key things was in that movie, and it was all about them. It, it gave the background how they got started, their climb to success and stardom, uh, the journey, the whole journey aspect of how they they reached C from A and then B. I loved what I saw because it, it it gave special emphasis or showed emphasis on the fact if you're not diligent at achieving your goals, you're never going to get there.
9: I totally agree. I, I was in the fourth grade um, in Detroit, Michigan, when they came mm-hmm. out. I remember when they came out. Well, um, I was a child. Oh, when they came out, yeah, uh, I, 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 I like oh my secret,
5: oh uh, yeah, candy girl, candy girl, yeah, oh my good um, cool it now, for now, yeah, <laughs> taking me back, yes, <laughs> and yeah, and the me. thing of it is, these artists, those artists are still doing shows to they yeah.
8: they have
5: longevity because they were diligent in the, from their beginning you got to rehearse you got to practice you can't pick something up then put it down and say oh I'm good this is it they kept at it they kept at it mastering the craft kept at it and now they can do shows all around the world they can do a show and still selling out still selling mm-hmm. out mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the it's about an artist. If you're diligent, you master, you become a master, people can't help but respect you for what you do.
2: Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed.
5: That's what it's yes. about. So to everyone out there, it doesn't matter where um, you are in your journey as an artist. What matters is that you're diligent. rehearse. Practice, rehearse, practice. That means keep doing it. Keep doing it. Keep at it. Don't put it down. Don't put it in the closet. Don't hang it up on the shelf. I mean, if something happens in life, because we know life happens, if something happens in life where you just have to take a sabbatical, you got to for health reasons. No, I said for health reasons. If it's a matter of life and death, you got to stop doing some things, okay? For your own health's sake, if you got to pull back, pull back, but don't stop altogether. Just take it easy. Flow your roll, flow your pace. Do a little less than what you've been doing. Because, yes, there is a truth that you can overdo a thing. Too much of anything is no good. Mm. It becomes excess. it it It's detrimental to your health. It can become critical. You don't need that. You need to be here for a while to achieve all of the goals that you're supposed to achieve. You got to be here for a while. So that mm. means if your health is at stake, slow down. Pull back. Mm. It's all right. You'll be here to finish it next week. Um, Mm. Do what you have to do because life matters and you matter. Mm. I totally agree with that. Oh, yeah. Mm. (laughs) I always think now nobody else has the passion like I have for being who I am or for doing what I'm here to do. It's not that somebody else can't do it but there's always somebody else. Nobody's indispensable. But can they do it with the same passion? No. Nobody's going to do it with the same passion you have. You went through the things you went through to have the kind of passion you have, to live out your dream. Nobody else can but you. So be here to do it. And that's what we got to remember. And that means we got to change our lifestyle. You know, sometimes all of the habits we have aren't always healthy ones. You got to start making those necessary changes. Some of the people maybe that we assemble with or associate with, if they're not, you know, if they're not helping us, if they're not for us or pro us, achieving the things we ought to be achieving, they're against us. They're fighting us. Sometimes you got to make some separation in your life. You know, toxic environments, toxic people, you need not be in those situations. Time to make some cuts and deductions in order to gain in your life. And you got to be willing, you got to start discerning what What's happening right now with me that's not really helpful? What am I involved in? Who am I with? Are they adding to or are they taking away from? You know, we got to make some choices in our life. And once we are willing to do what it takes to be who we should be, that's loving yourself. Once you love yourself then your life truly matters to everybody else because you then can help somebody. Until you're there, you got to get there. It's a climb, but you can do it.
9: Wow. Wow. You know, Francine, that's something that I always talk about. What you just said,
8: Mm -hmm. something
9: that I I express on on a daily basis how important it is to love yourself. Yeah. Um,
8: oh self
9: love yeah. is very, very important, especially when you when uh if the individual um uh, you know when you want to pursue a art form. You have to have that self love. That self love is uh when you have confidence. Mhm. You have no confidence you cannot pursue um, cannot pursue what you would like to do so I believe that um you have to have that love you have to have that determination that nothing can stop
5: you mm, I heard that once you're there I really believe you're invincible I really do I believe that we can reach that We can reach that realm where we literally can't be defeated. I believe that. Um, People refer to it as the ascension. And they talk about the the time when Christ, you know, the disciples saw him, and you know, when he ascended. And he was no longer in this realm. He had left here and went to the other world. My th- my thought of that is this. We literally aren't here to stay. None of us are. This is like a temporary holding station. There's something we're here to do. Once we complete it, we have no more reason to stay here. Now we're ready for the next world. We're ready for the next level, the ascension. Um I'm I trying. Yeah, yeah, I think and I think even as artists, that's what happens, you graduate from one level to the next. And I think when you reach that level of mastery, that's when you have gone you've reached your, your um epitome. And once you master something, that's when you find, Okay, there's something more that I can excel in and master let me do some soul-searching. Let me do some study. Let me do some research, and let me find and discover what that other thing is. And then you move on to the next thing to master that. I don't believe we should become complacent.
2: Mm-mm, never, never that. Yeah.
5: Complacent complacent say, I'm a this, I'm a that. You put yourself in a box. I think it's good to say, Right now, I have achieved this, that, and the other, but I'm open to what's next or I'm moving on to the next phase in this because I believe in everything there's levels and phases. You know, it's an evolution. But once you put yourself in a mold or a box and say this is it, oh, my gosh, you're closing yourself off to a lot of things. I wouldn't encourage anyone to do that. Unless you know for a fact, this is all, this I, is can all I can do my max. Now, if that's your case, you know, okay. All right. Do what you came here to do. You finished it. Nobody else can do what you did like you did it. Okay, you made your mark. Celebrate it. Own it. Take ownership of it. Now patent it so everybody knows this is your work (laughs) and put your signature on it and teach somebody else. When you reach that level, now it's time for you to transmit that knowledge. Don't hoard it. Give it away. Uh. There's somebody else, some apprentice that needs a mastermind or master. To show them how. And you can be instrumental in molding them, cultivating their mind so that they too can be a master someday and train someone else. So it goes on and on. It's like the gift that keeps on giving. That's the way knowledge works. Mm-hmm. That's it's supposed to go. Now, you got some people that's just top heavy, they just heady. And they don't care about nobody else. They want it all. And, Uh and, you know, like you mentioned about the Vatican, they hoarding everything. The Vatican hoarding all these relics inside, and they don't want it to be nowhere else. They want to have it all. Mm -hmm. And anywhere Mm -hmm. else in the world, they want it to be a copy of the original to be in our possession they want possession of it because they want to be looked upon as uh, the um, the order that has everything. Well, I have a problem with that. That's not real. That's not real. Um, we all have a piece. We all do. Uh, and in every culture, there's a piece of wisdom and, and knowledge and insight. And if we all come together, then we can see the whole, you know, we can all discuss and, and, and we can all gain from the whole of the truth. As long as we're divided and this group is over here and they, feel so they got it all and that group thinks they got it all and no one has anything. And we're all still the dumber <laughs> because nobody is willing to, to, to help and to share and, and to to give what they have. It's a give and take. You know, that's wild. Too much at the on one end and not enough on the other end. It ha there has to be a balance in the earth even in government, power will power. Um ultimate power corrupts. If too many or too much power is just in the hands of one There's a problem with that. Some people Uh might not do stuff. Look, Uh dealing with it now. Uh Now, when you have somebody in authority and they really want to just have every uh, ounce and and most of control at their disposal and they don't want to distribute or delegate, this is what you see, chaos. You see confusion. And that's what we dealing with now. Hopefully, people's eyes are open so when 2020 comes, mm. you know, we can get them out. <laughs> um, I'm just saying, you know, we don't have to live like that. Now, mm. I understand the powers that be. This was what they gave us, literally. Mm. Population vote was for a different candidate. But here... In the U.S., we have to open our eyes and understand. um, On the low level, if we start voting and doing what we have to do and making sure the right people are in office from just local uh, city and and then state, then by the time it moves up to government, we'll see more of the desirables in the pot to choose from. And there won't be all these undesirables that's in the pot that we have to choose from. You know, we got to start getting back involved in the process. We don't have to like everything about government. I I, I rarely do. But I I do know if you get involved in the process, you'll start to see the things change. And it starts on the local level that needs to be changed. The reason why we don't see changes is we keep getting the same thing because we're not really – a lot of us don't even vote anymore. We don't get involved in the process. A lot of people can and should run. Become a local council person. Uh, Some don't even uh, look at the, the level of just being a community organizer. Um, President Obama proved that. First, be a grassroots community organizer. You say you want to lead people? Be a grassroots community organizer. Roll up your sleeves. Canvas your community. Make some real uh, uh, changes. Be effective. Then you know what's going on. Then you can qualify to move up in rank. And and uh, run for something else, but if you're just going to sit back and just I don't like this, I don't like that, and you know what I'm I'm against government. I'm against that. Well, excuse me. I see you collecting your check every month. I see you in line for this and you in line for mm-hmm. that. Do you not know those are government funded? Do mm-hmm. you know people say? Stay against something but are you really against it if you know
2: pressing i'm 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 glad you said that because i was looking at well uh, you know i'm in i'm in the in the in the the policy um uh, the policies and laws so of,
8: mm. mm-hmm. of,
2: of um the policies and laws of uh uh i'm in in policies and laws of the social welfare policy and you know I it's, it's doing the studies and stuff like that, you know, the government, this government gives corporations billions and billions of dollars to help the social construct of America. Yeah. And yet these big corporations look down on people who are on welfare. And so I explained to my teacher the other day, you know, doing the collaborative session with the class, and I, and I explained to them some stuff that they didn't know, and I and I and I I, uh, I went on to explain in the in the New Deal, when the New Deal came about, and they made social welfare. For, they didn't make social welfare for black people. They made social welfare for white people,
8: mm. and
2: I went on to explain to the teachers this is things that they don't know because they only go by what they've been taught as professors mm-hmm. and stuff. But I said, do you understand that there's more white people on welfare roles than there is minority people? Mm-hmm. And then she said, I didn't even know that. And Then I went to go do the research, and then I showed her, and then she was like, wow, I didn't even know that. And I said, but what justifies the, American, the United States government taking – Taxpayers' money and giving it to billions of dollar corporations who dictate mm-hmm. our social welfare policy—that don't make sense, you know. And she was like, "Wow, wow, you know." Tell her, asked me why. Well, you need to, you need to, you need to apply for a teacher certificate. <laughs> and she was like, "Cause I was teaching them things that they don't know. See that, and that's what get them." And I said, "Well." One thing about me is that I, I research, and I do the research, and not I, I research beyond the book, you know, way beyond the book, because the book is only going to tell you something from one person's perspective, from the person's perspective who wrote the book. And I don't believe everything that's in a book. Mm-hmm. And she said, and she was like, wow. Oh, and I forgot to tell you, too, um, my final paper, I did post it. I got an email from my teacher, and she said, You got a 100% on the paper. And she said, You write so eloquently. How do you do it? <laughs> That's what she says. I posted the email on my on my page, you know, but she said, You write so eloquently. And, I, and by the way, I got an A in that class, and I got a, a B in infinite math. You know what infinite math is, right?
5: Infinite math. Oh, infinite. Uh, yes, infinite math. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm, yeah, That's yeah. Intuitive yeah. co- Um, yeah. Well, I got. Yeah. Yeah,
2: and I got a B in that class, so that that um, uh, it kind of moved my my um, uh, great point average up to three point nine three for the semester, and I was like, wow,
5: mm-hmm. I'm doing great. Mm-hmm. But that's good. That's good. When you're writing affects people and they have to reply to it, that's a good indicator, too. Yeah. As a writer, yeah. you are writing things that are meaningful and significant. Because people do not reply to things that aren't meaningful or significant. Right. I'll just right. ignore it.
2: Yep. 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 I find that out every day.
5: Now it's it become help. public record, especially when you're in higher ed. It becomes uh-huh. public record. They archive uh-huh. your papers. I learned uh-huh. that. They uh-huh. archive your papers. And don't uh-huh. be surprised. Um, you may find a paper that you wrote is used in a course. And usually the professors will ask you, Can I, do, do you give me permission to use this particular essay or this particular um, uh, paper that you wrote? I, I would like to use it for this. Uh, I'm working on this particular uh, project or what have you, and I, I need to do a presentation. I need a sample, a writing sample,
8: mm-hmm.
5: tribute. Mm-hmm. But the main thing is to keep in mind, especially when you're writing in higher ed, everything yeah. that's right, they archive it. Also, because someone else may attempt plagiarism. That's the yeah, we, we I, have this
2: thing. I, I, we have I, this thing on our blackboard too. Cause when you write a when you write a paper, you have to submit it to Safe Safe Assign.
5: Mm-hmm. And
2: when you put it into Safe Assign, it comes back and tell you. If you, it'll, it'll come back and tell you where you took it from. Someone
5: does <laughs> write something, and it was a any at and any of the writing. It was part of your work. That mm-hmm. person can literally be exposed. Yeah,
2: and that's why it's so important to cite your work. It's so important to to cite it, you know.
5: <laughs> so, and and just know that from the moment you submit it, it's already documented as your your writing. So anybody yeah. else behind you, if they don't quote you in it and say, quote it by, they're in danger of plagiarism. Mhm. It's very important that people are aware of that as writers. That's another aspect of writing. You got to get into the academia writing, um, uh, teaching what the rules are on this. We got to do that as well on this platform because people need to be aware. You know, there's certain rules when you're writing and you're in higher ed and certain rules when you're writing and it's for a paper, um, a local paper, in journalism, certain rules when you're writing as a creative writer. There's certain rules as a technical writer. So writing... Is more than just one specific order. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a difference between technical writing and creative writing, and mm-hmm. you need to know what the difference is, what the rules are. Follow those mm-hmm. rules, you'll mm-hmm. have success. Mm-hmm. Follow those mm-hmm. rules, and you'll have success. If you don't quote people, there was an issue on social media. I remember. And someone got blasted. And the reason why they got blasted was they published a book, but they didn't give credit to the other writers whose writings they used in the book mm-hmm. and never quoted those writers. And I said, well, first of all, that was a stupid move. Uh, uh, composition 101, when you start, mm-hmm. uh, Ed, that's one of the first things they teach you. Oh. Mm-hmm. You always quote. You always accredit. Who is the original author or writer of this? You let it be known. You never claim anything if you're not the one. mm
1: uh-huh. uh-huh.
5: It was like, wow, and they had the audacity to publish the book and not give credit. I said, well, whatever fallout comes, they earned that. Uh-huh. But well, we gotta tell you on this platform, this is real talk. Don't go out there, don't take other people's works, don't still um be an original author of your own. Uh take out the time, study and research. And if you reference certain materials when you wrote your piece, let it be known. Put the person's name in there. Whether they're they're a musical lyricist. Or a novelist, put their name in there along with the writing the 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 lines or words that you elect to use mm-hmm. that
2: even, even if it's in the if, if, even if you don't cite it on the point, put it in the purpose, you know
5: that's right that, yeah put your in introductory statement, mm-hmm. you can have it listed, you know, I want to acknowledge uh these writers inspired a lot of the writings, or you can be specific, Queens of does it a lot, um, mm. inspired my series that I'm working on. She'll say this particular writer and this work, This it's important. Mm. It is so important. Don't mm. let your good be spoken evil of. You know you want to do your best. You know you want to be great at what you do. So you need to follow the rules. It's just like traffic. There's signs. You pay attention to the road signs. You're not going to have a ticket You if you pay attention to the road signs. And it's the same applies in writing. Follow the rules. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we're going to end tonight's show. And for those that are tuned in, Tune in next week, or well, next week we will have, as our feature artist in the spotlight, if you can join us, please do, uh, Jawad Akhtar. This is our friend from Delhi, Delhi, India. And okay. the topic will be Expressionism via oh, really? Literary Art and Graphic Art. And right. our focus word is timeless classic art. right. Okay. To join us next week if you to say a special thanks to everyone that joined us tonight. And we are now concluding episode 154 of the Exceptional Scribble Show. And in closing, I'm going to say I want to thank everyone for calling in. Um, remember, we were honoring women, and this song I'm going to play as the show ends out. And you all know this. Going back a couple of years, I guess to the 60s or early 70s, maybe. All right. But it's all about celebrating super heroines, sheroes, super women.